Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 412. Tonight, we talk about the quarterfinal results of Liga MX. We're down to our final four. And who is poised to take the title? We also want to talk about Pau's future with Chivas after them crashing out. And we finally have our venues for Copa America. We'll be talking about that as well. Uh, we're streaming live on YouTube and on Twitter spaces. So feel free to hop on either channel and raise to speak. This is meant for y'all to interact with us. But before I go any further, let me welcome my good friend and co-host, Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Hello, Jaime. Doing good. I'm, I'm doing good. Doing good here, man. Just like you, trying to see what what will happen uh, in the next coming weeks with with Chivas, of course. And final four, Jaime. See who who lifts the cup. Absolutely. Yesterday we closed out the quarterfinal matches. And uh, I don't think anybody was surprised with the results, albeit for the Rayados match. Um, but let me quickly go over the results. So America beat Leon 4-2 on aggregate, quite comfortably heading into a semifinal. And deservingly so, they did face, um, you know, the lowest seeded teams throughout the, the, the Liguilla. On the other side, Monterrey had a softball, like, really just an easy match against San Luis, and they just couldn't get the job done. They lost in the first leg 1-0, and then in the return leg, they tied 1-1, and that with that, San Luis upset Rayados. We'll talk about that because the coach, Tano, has a tendency to crash out early in these Liguilla matches. And um, I think the big match there was Chivas-Pumas. Chivas 1-0 on the first leg, but then got absolutely, um, I guess, outclassed in the second leg, 3-0. And, uh, you know, Pumas will be going to the semifinals. And I think out of everyone, the best performance I saw was Tigres against Puebla, 5-2 uh, on, on, uh, on aggregates. And... Uh, and that's it, man. We got a feline semifinal, Pumas Tigres, and uh, America versus San Luis on the other side. And uh, man, Monterrey were my favorites at the start of the season, but I know they've gone through a few injuries. Yeah, Rayados have been plagued with with injuries, and they had the the League's Cup and and all that, and. You know, Tecatito Corona, he just, uh, there's a reason why he's returned to Mexico. I feel like, I feel like clubs know that he's an injury prone guy and he hasn't really been healthy for the last couple, couple years, actually. So it's obviously sad to see him, um, just get beat up quite a bit. And Rayados with Tanor, you know, Tanor Ortiz, who, had the same issue with America, you know, got, had really good regular season results come Liguilla time, get eliminated, and and he leaves. <laughs> he he announced his departure right after the game 
uh, when America bounced out last season. And and uh, he already had his like contract secured with Rayados, and, he, and now he does the same thing over there. So it's like, wait, he's leaving. He's leaving Monterrey. Not that he's leaving Monterrey, but like he's gotten the same results, like getting crashed out oh, in the in the quarterfinals. Well, yeah, his first season, but I mean, I, I'll say some bad luck there with the injuries, and and they were missing some players, um, or not having players at at one hundred. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you an out with like the injuries, but let's be honest, man, you're facing San Luis, which aren't the most, you know, like <laughs> Rayados' bench is better than San Luis's starting eleven. Yeah, well, I mean that's and that's the thing about Liguilla. It lends itself to these type of results. Um, said it before. If we had we had like like an NBA, you know, it was like a six game. You know, series. Uh huh. Then you, we would see the the bigger teams coming, you know, advancing most often than not. Yeah. Yeah, but one one bad game in in a home and home, and that's the season for you. Or uh, one bad twenty minutes, as we saw for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, Rayados wasted no time. They scored within eight minutes, Funes Mori, which, you know, I thought it was offside at the first glance, but, you know, it looks like it went well. And then San Luis kind of, like, ruined the party in the second half right after, uh, you know, at 49th minute. And Rayados had plenty of time to still get a goal. All they needed was a goal. And, you know, Tecatito comes on and comes off. It's just, It's just really unfortunate there. Uh, with 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 him being injured so many so many times, but I mean, look, dude, you got Hector Moreno, you have Gallardo, you have Romo. I mean, these guys, Funes Mori, I mean, these guys are are or previously were you know national team players. So you you just feel like player to player, like this is a much superior team, and 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 you would expected Rayados to get you know to get through. It's been their biggest criticism. It's like they have so they spend so much money and they just haven't been able to get the job done since they uh since they moved to that stadium. Yeah, Rayado curse, man. Yeah. On the other things with with uh the first leg of all these matches, one thing that I thought was interesting is none of the top four had favorable results. You know, Leon and America, two-two, right? You had, uh, you know, Pumas lose to Chivas one-nil. You had San Luis beat Monterrey, and even Tigres had a had had drama with with Puebla there. So in the first leg, it like kind of going into like what I was saying earlier, it was like the teams that were that took the time off, um, felt like they were a little bit more rusty going into the first leg. You know, Leon and and San Luis were 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 actively playing. Uh, while everybody else was resting, and and that was the difference maker in the first leg. Now in the second leg, obviously closing at home, huge advantage. You got the fans, and and you have the advantage in case the the game ends in a draw. Um, but really, the biggest disappointment, in my opinion, was was the Chivas game against Pumas. You know, Chivas had a an incredible, I think, like ten minutes to start the game. And it really felt like they were pushing for that second goal. And then all of a sudden, man, like 
one cross the first the first the first sight of of like a threat like Pumas just put it away and that was the difference maker it was an own goal by you know Pollo Risueño although Chino obviously influenced that play and then with like you blink your eyes and then there's a penalty kick Alan Mosso who you know I'm gonna have to eat crow in that first leg him and Nene Beltran had incredible matches they had Chino in his back pocket, and I was like, why aren't these guys playing for the national team? And they quickly reminded me why they are not national team caliber players because, <laughs> like, Alan Mosso, what the fuck are you doing inside the box giving up a silly foul? There was nothing there. Like, there was nothing there to, to provoke that kind of foul. A penalty, and you're down two goals. Like, within... Within 18 minutes, you're down two goals. Like, just like that, the game went on a full 180. And after that, dude, the game was fucking over. Like, you saw it on the players. You saw it on their faces. Like, these guys choked hard. Yeah, they're still like they're still missing that player, you know, to, to, that will take over the, you know, they will carry the team, they will put the team on the shoulders. I haven't seen a player like that in a while with Chivas. Just hasn't. The, the one we were expecting to step up is the one that she was doesn't seem to do. Uh, is going to have a hard time getting rid of, which is Alexis Vega. So it's it's been that that part's been terrible for Chivas. Probably um, I don't know, maybe Omar Bravo was the last guy that was doing that. And like, and what about Pocho Guzman? That dude fell off so hard, like. He came in, yeah, was to demanded the, the captain's okay. armband. He got the captain's armband. He was the starter and was absolutely deleted from this team. In the, like, I don't even think he played. Like, this dude got completely erased from the team. And I'm like, what happened, dude? Yeah, maybe um, that's probably, like like, my one... Criticism, or maybe not criticism, but I'll say one of the reasons if you were to switch coach, uh, where like, because I think Paul's doing a good job, but then sometimes your coaching style, it just doesn't benefit certain players. And I just don't see Chivas being able to bring that many more players where they can afford to keep losing players like if if you already getting rid of Vega for the indiscipline, mm-hmm. and then and then your big you know that's basically the other guy that's called to be the big name for Chivas Guzman, and you can't get him to perform, then you kind of need you know someone that can. I I would say their style suits those type of players. I don't know. I mean, this was Iron Man's guy, right? He wanted a young coach, not a young coach, but a coach that has worked with the youth, that has European experience, like, you know, is familiar with, like, Mexico. And I feel like Pau checked off most of those boxes. And and let's be honest, like, what he did in his first season was unthinkable. He got us to a final. We were 45 minutes away from winning a championship and we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. But him, his, I think his like inexperience 
in, in Liga Mekis and and Chivas just lack of character, like lack of of protagonist is what did them in in that final. Just and they talked about it after, like they just they got scared, man. And we've seen it time and time again throughout the season where the team just like absolutely like falls apart after the first sign of of uh I don't know of of like a threat like Chino's goal like within 14 minutes and the game was over like the game was over after that like they started to get in their own heads and there was no one on the pitch just you know trying to to show that experience like hey man we still got this we still got plenty of time like it just it didn't happen and I, I I'm not I'm not happy with Pau's you know decisions uh, with the starting lineups with like Cone Brizuela, you know, starting like I understand he's a vet. I, he's been at the club for over a decade, but I don't think that was the right decision to start him in both matches. I think we needed a little bit more speed and youth on that on the wings and and to completely like omit Pocho Guzman like goes to show like things are clearly like going on behind the scenes that we might be unaware of. He's losing the locker room. What I can tell you is um, there are like three players. It's not confirmed yet, but it's very clear that they've packed their bags. Um, Chicote Calderon is returning <clears throat> Is returning to Necaxa. Uh, Iram Mir is gone. Chapo is gone. And uh, Brizuela is gone. So those are like... The th Who was the guy with the trash bag? That was uh, Brizuela with his, uh, with his scooter, <laughs> right? His scooter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fake. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was fake. That dude must live nearby if he just yeah showed up with a scooter and a and a hefty bag. Yeah. Damn. I, I I don't know. It's just one of those things where um, you know I, you know, thank you for your patronage. You know, Chapo and and Brizuela definitely did great things for the club. Uh, they're like the last remaining, you know, people from that championship in, in 2017. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it was time for them to go. Let, let's be honest. Do you think yeah, they man, time for them to go for sure. I think uh, I said a while back ago, I think last year, Chivas' biggest problem is that they don't know when to cut a bad investment or when to, like, cut an investment that you got juice out of. Like, if somebody comes in and does well for you, there's not – you don't have to follow someone written rule that they have to stay at the club forever so they're not good enough. Like, a real big team, they buy, they squeeze the juice out of the lemon, and then they discard it, get rid of it. Yeah. And that's one thing I will give Pound no credit. I mean, you know, he's that taquero, man, that has them dry-ass limes, but somehow he gets juice out of them limes. <laughs> Like, he got juice out of his limes, man, because the roster, if you compare it to Tigres, Monterrey, America, that is one dry-ass roster with not a bunch of depth. But at the same time, he deserves his criticism. How do you start the season 3-0 yeah. with Yael Padilla, and then you end the season in playoffs with Cone Brizuela? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. No, there's no consistency to a lot of his decisions. Exactly. You look at our top goal scorers this season, Nene Beltran with four, Ricardo Marin with four, Yael Padilla with three, and I believe he scored all three of them within, like, the first, you know, three games. So, like, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, him and um, Brigido. Like, you saw the confidence that he gave them 
by starting them in the first couple games of the season. And then like, it was just exciting to see some new blood. And, you know, you look at the, uh, the rest of our Academy, right? Like we're doing well, like almost all of our categories won, right? Yeah. Subinti Tres won, you know, they won the championship. Tapatio won the title, what, six months ago. So, I mean, overall for the team from a sporting perspective, it's been a solid year. I mean, your main team makes a final, unfortunately loses it. But your two teams below you, they make a final and they win it. Yep. Yeah, it feels like at least at the youth level, you know, we're doing the right things. And it's just like that huge gap between between that and, and, and the first team. Like, there's just something broken there. But, uh, you know, I think it's good... <clears throat> good riddance that we get, we're getting rid of some of these older guys. Uh, I would, I'm more than happy to suggest other players that, that should leave. Um, starting with like Wale, like I feel bad for him because, you know, he left Spain for this and it really seemed like he was poised to take the starting role and then got like maybe one game and that's it, dude. Like he's been, you know, on the bench. I'm sure he's not happy. <laughs> Was it an official match or was it like a I think it was friendly Le game? It was League's Cup, if I'm not mistaken. No, he didn't play uh, League's Cup. He no? played um, against Atletico Bilbao. It was a friendly. Oh, yeah, it was a friendly. Yeah. I'm sticking to my conspiracy that they found out he can't play for Chivas and are just sneaking him out the back door. He can't? You say he can't? He, yeah, he cannot. He had Good. a fake Mexican passport or what? Can't as Don't in like... Him, man, because no. even Rangel played in the league before him. Are you saying like can't as far as eligibility or can't because of his talent? Eligibility. That's my perspective. Oh. I feel like something came up and they found out because it just yeah. doesn't make sense, man. You fly the guy out from Spain, you make it look like he's going to replace Wacho. And then Watcho starts, and then Watcho has like those games where he's like booty. So they start Rangel over him, and then Rangel gets hurt. So you're like, obviously, you're not going to go back to Watcho. That's why you got yeah. rid of him. So you're going to give Oscar Wally a chance. He, nope, back to Watcho. He would, he'd rather go back to Watcho, the guy he benched, yeah, than give the other guy an opportunity to show himself. Yep. So, I don't know, man. That situation's a little weird. Yeah, look, Chicote, he can go. He didn't do anything. He had those uh, Chicotazos against America. Thanks for those memories, but that's that's about it. Iramir, I mean, that dude's been erased from the team. Chapo, you know, again, another solid player for us for a long time, but it's time for you to go. Brizuela's gone. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of these guys like Carlos Cisneros, like Lalo Torres. Uh, the other Cisneros, Ronaldo, and uh, Daniel Rios. Like, some of these guys are just not worthy of the cloth, and I think it's time for them to leave. Like, I'd rather just promote the guys that just won in the U23 and in Tapatio. I'd rather take our chances with them, even if it means we're not going to qualify for the year. Just, just knowing that we're not going to waste our time with these, like, over-the-hill players, dude. Like, I'd rather take our gamble on youth. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, the youth, I mean, they've been showing uh, their momentum. Like, the team that just won the U23, the majority of those guys are, like, 21 and under. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, they're playing, you know, above their category. Uh, same thing with Tapatio. They're showing the level. And, like, you know, if you, like, Chivas, I think right now they have the perfect opportunity to, like, overhaul the roster with a good Kamada coming in behind. Like, you could get rid of right now, um, who is it? Like, the Cisneros that you said, Chapito, mm-hmm. uh, Chicote, Vega, uh, Brizuela. You could even trade Marin as a... Uh, Use them as a token. You mean Ricardo Marin, the striker? Yeah, because think about it. I mean, you have JJ coming in. You have yep. rumors of Chicharito coming in. Uh, you have two guys, and uh, the U teams are doing well. Uh, same thing with Wacho. Look, if you don't like Wacho, yeah. you brought in a goalie, I would trade him. You could use him as a, you know, as a trade for bait, uh, like Dragon. Like, you know, with Dragon, the way I see it, I see Everyone hypes him up. Everyone says he's such a porterazo that Chivas has in the U team. Mm-hmm. The way I see it, you give the guy a chance. He either is gonna he's gonna suck and be terrible, so <laughs> you're back at square one like how you were a watcho, mm-hmm. or he actually turns out to be great, and now you have a great goalkeeper for the next ten years because yep. he's young. But you got nothing to lose, so I I would take advantage of this window, and right there you have like six eight players you can get rid of, and no one will complain. And you might as well bring in fresh blood that'll have that motivation that guys that have been there forever don't. Because that's what this team lacked, personality. They lacked personality on May 28th on that second half, and they lacked personality the other night when they were down 2-0. Yeah, absolutely. They they just caved in. I have a question for both of you. You know, it's been a year for, for Chivas with a change of director new coach. How do you feel about Paunovic? Do you think he should stay or do you think we should let him go? Uh, Honestly, like I said, I mean, I think he's exceeded expectations, uh, not just like for being like a new Liga Max coach, but I think he's exceeded expectations for the roster he has. But at the same time, like I said, he's very been very inconsistent. I would still keep him, but I would give him those two, three refuerzos, and I would push to bring some players up through the youth system. And if he shows those inconsistencies again, then I get rid of him. You know, the perfect example I can think of is, like, Tano from Monterrey. Like, you know, he does well during the season. He has, like, his roster set up, his team set up. And then when it comes to the big moments, like he's inconsistent in his choices and he chokes. If we realize tournament number three that we have a Tano in our hands, then let's just get rid of him. But I think he's done enough to merit at least another six months. This isn't like, you know, the Vucetich situation, you know, because I think Ricardo Pelaez at the time says, we're not going to do what we normally do. Like instead of like firing our coach, uh, we're gonna keep him, right? Like he doubled down on Vuce, which I thought was a mistake based on like. But not- wait, wait, but but, but Vuce always qualified, right? He he went to, he took the team to the semis. Uh huh. But semifinals. No, I mean then, he just he just wasn't the right guy for for Chivas. And- no, but he was at least he was not like, like, cause cause I just like look, 
Chivas was had gone five seasons without even qualifying to Liguilla. Five, five straight seasons they couldn't qualify. Uh, four of those they were finishing 15, 17. Coach for the team. The reason I want well, I mean, to but, 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 didn't know what Chivas was playing. Like, they had no well, Okay, but see, that's, no that's, style. It wasn't even like boring. It, yeah, actually, it was boring. It was like boring. All right, but, but, no see, this, what this, they were doing. Yeah, it just wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't our, he wasn't our guy. And like, that was well, where. It depends, it depends your guy for what you want. I mean, because if you want, if you want a team that's going to be exciting and going to play attacking football, then yeah, I agree with you. But he wasn't getting players. He never got refuerzos. He was just like the opposite he, of what we needed at the time. Like I know, but 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 let's look at what was going on because he didn't get any players. He, as a matter of fact, he lost five players. Doesn't matter, man. He played boring <laughs> that, kick and run. It's never gonna matter. Kick and run. <laughs> Long balls. That's all they did. Yeah, they did but but that's that's why a lot of you guys' perception or or expectations as Chivas is all skewed. Like you want these teams to do certain things when they don't even have. No, it's like, like, like you're, no, you're like, long ball. Habibi, he was more lenient. He's more lenient with how talking about. We're not. We're not talking about. We're not. We're not talking about Vuces is like credentials and his and his like resume. Like we obviously know he's a, he's. He's one of the most successful coaches. He, he, I understand his pedigree. The problem was he was the wrong choice from the beginning because look at what we had at the time. Young players, right? Fast. He was playing. And, and, Chivas, Chivas, and Chivas are an offensive team. We're not a defensive team. We, we didn't have, like, those those veterans, those that that strong defensive presence. Like, we, we beat teams with, like, speed, counterattack football. He just was not the right guy. And like you know, they they decided to extend his contract, and then what they do, they fucking fired him after they, after like a decent spell. Whereas with Bao, like right off the bat, right off the bat, we we got you know results, and you you could see that he was he was he the team was bought in. It's just like again, it's just the closing yeah, clo he, closing he games also, out. He also ended up getting a better squad. He. He didn't have that weak squad that the other guy. I don't think he got um, a better squad. A better squad. Bow when Bow came in, Bow <clears throat> came into the team. Get any, Bow didn't get any refuerzos. What do you mean a better Dude. squad? They brought him Pocho. They brought him Daniel Rios. Yeah. They brought him Ricardo Marin and Wale. Wally, I mean, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he, he inherited a better squad. Bench, and, then and then the players that came, and then the players that came under the other guy. What other know. guy? You guys could go and compare the teams. No, you're being passionate right now. Go, go on and go. Refuerzos have showed up. Refuerzos estelares since Busta left. Hey, he had Guzman. Pocho, Pocho Guzman was Pocho, a good refuerzo when he came in. It was Wait, a big refuerzo. He, he was part of that with the Galacticos, right? Like Chiva got Chiva Lacticos. He where, he where was, we had, but, but then the, the drug problems or the yeah, because we had. Um, I mean, they had Antuna, they had Chicote, they had Macias returned. Pocho, you could argue he had a better roster than Pauno. He did have a better roster. <laughs> See, I, see, there's a thing. Joel just loves offending Ricardo Pelas 
and Rusev for whatever reason. <laughs> like, Paul Nakuda won the championship on May 28th. He could have won this championship, be campeón. And Joel will find a way to say that Rusev was better than Paul I'm not saying he's better. See, that's that's your mistake. Well, that's you, because your your mind your mind's going to that. No, I, I, I'm I'm trying to say like because U.S. fans, you guys want to be entertained, so that's how you're seeing. No, I don't want to be the match. You do, but you do want to. Has an identity. The team has a style. You know how the team. That's, is and that, that's, it's not that's an attack. Part of the entertainment. Style, but that's part of the entertainment. It's a style, like you it's know they're going to play. With Vusa is like my guy. You practice five days a week just so you can send fifty yard passes. All right, but but you don't you don't What's have to point? go to Vusa. It's just the whole the whole talking point of you're worrying about a style of play. So to me, that your your mm. thing is is on. You want to see the match. You want to see an entertaining game. Nothing no, wrong with. No, I need that. to see an entertaining game. I need to see. A style but you do because Look, that's my, what you're, but that 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 goes hand in hand. My credit, yeah. Like you have a foundation. Like with La Volpe's team, it was entertaining, but you knew how the Mexican team was gonna play. With Pauno's team, you know how they're gonna play. With Buse, you had no idea how they were gonna play. Yeah, that was you my biggest criticism with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because like know, he's known for his wow. defense, and our defense sucked. So it's like you can't even do that right. Yeah, but my thing is, I prioritize results. I don't care about style. I'm going for the. He results didn't even get first. those, dude. <laughs> he didn't even get those. But he did. He was what getting the results. Prioritize results, but you don't prioritize style. When we're saying style, we're because, not saying because, play with flair, play with swag. Saying like an identity. Like if you wanted to play all defensive and do sixty yard passes, that's great. If you were doing it well, but they weren't doing it well. If you have like four veterans, uh, defenders, center backs, you know how Tigres has like 30 year olds and stuff like that, that's fine. That's how you want to play. Like Duca, like Duca, he had a defensive ass Tigres, but they were consistent with that style. Vuce was not consistent. That's all we're asking for style. If you would have showed up, yeah, but see, you, I don't know why. I don't know why Duca you keep mentioning Vuce because I stopped talking about him. 30 minutes ago, and you keep bringing him up. So I don't know why you keep bringing that dude up. I'm just, know, man. I'm just saying it doesn't matter who the who the coach is. To me, is the results come first, not not so like based style, on especially with based with on these the results. Like well, would you keep out or would you get rid of him? No, I I think he's done a, a great job. Like I, what I was saying earlier about what the what the what the management wants, like if they expect the team to be more, um, like more uh, consistent or whatever, um, or or try to get the most of certain players they have, then I could see they maybe try to bring a different coach. So you keep but it, I, or you let him go? I would personally, I would, but but I'm not expecting any championships, and and you could bring in more young players and see. But that could take three, four seasons of, of you know, to build a team like that when you're basing it off of a young, young squad. But, I mean, fans would turn. Fans were, were already trying to lynch Pau after the, you know, after the Leagues Cup when the results were coming in. They were already, you know, getting the pitchforks. It's been a rough season. 
it's it's been yeah, a it's I been mean, a it's been a rough season. Like you know, obviously, League's Cup was was very disappointing. But I mean, all the things that happened this season off the field, you know, with like Vega, yeah. and, and it's, it's just like it's it's uh, I don't know, like letting him back into the squad after what he did. It's just like one of those things where it's like his judgment sometimes is uh. Wait, I just want to put a little asterisk to that statement. We never found out what he actually did or any proof, anything, which is wild because the Mexican media leaks everything. What do you mean? What they don't know, they make up. What do you mean? There was never pictures. There was never like. Are you talking about the Toluca thing? Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it was like. Everyone's assuming he snuck in prostitutes and snuck in girls. That was. Why would they separate those three players then? Dude, there's. You're telling me with the Mexican media that leaks everything. There's not one single picture. No, dude, it, it, it was it clearly happened, right? They wouldn't have separated and made a statement well, if if I'm nothing happened, saying, man. They why like as never... a as a club, why would you pull Vega, Chicote, and Raul Martinez, and well, and publicly state it? Or it wasn't well, as it, bad. Well, see, it depends how the info got leaked. So that that could be the difference. Because we've seen before, for example, with the national team, uh, it was the Cariñosos that were putting up all the stuff on social media. They were putting pictures that they were in the airplane. They were putting pictures in the hotels they were at. And, and that's how the, all the, everything got leaked because it's like people put it together. They're in the same flight. They're in the same hotels. you know. And then they're, they're in pictures with with players and you see players liking liking in their account or commenting. So then that, that was when I got leaked. Other times I got leaked, it would be the same cariñosas hitting up a, like a TV notas and saying, hey, I got pics or I got info and selling selling that to make money. And that's, that's the other form. And then the third one could be um, someone within the team found out Right, they found out, and then it got confirmed because the hotel is likely to have cameras, and then that's where the discipline happened. And then a reporter close to them got a hold of the story. Now he didn't have, he didn't have pictures because none of those were leaked. But like Jaime was saying, the fact that these guys were separated and it was such a big deal confirms that something did happen. Yeah, something happened. No, I, I thought the directiva would have. They could have ran would've... with any rumor of what happened. They could have said that the three of them beat Postal's ass. They could have said anything, and people had no choice to believe it because there was never a leak. There was no actual. Proof. I mean, do you. Hey, you know, was never but but there was a directiva doing something the, about it. You want the club to like spell out for you? Like, I don't understand. No, no. Yeah, they're the not going gonna... to spell it out. I just found it surprising that the Mexican media that leaks everything. Never got any actual evidence of what because happened. They, what, that's that's just what the I'm rumor they you. gave us. And then the other thing, since it never got leaked and no info actually ever came out, why did Chivas ever actually go public with it? Yeah, I think it's because happened. So something did happen. They something were happened. Separate the players and not and not say why they're separated. So this is my theory. Like something obviously happened, and it kind of like you know. You leak you 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 leak the story and you get you get to control it. You know, if you have a press conference, you get to control the story. But if you don't, the story controls you. And I think that's that's why Chivas yeah, decided to, to get ahead of it. And, and just to add to that, Jaime, 
they don't know how much more info the people that, that got a hold of the information had. Yep. And and it's like, well, obviously they didn't have that much that much info. It was it was just like somebody within the team could have could have told them. Cause that I just think that it's- is very common. I just think it's crazy that like after all that, right? Like they did what they did and and Bao like still let them return and re- get, get reincorporated back into the team. And I'm sure that rubbed off some players the wrong way. You know, the ones that have been good, the ones that have been loyal, the ones that have been going to training and not partying. Like I'd be pissed, you know? Like dude, why are you still letting these guys play and why are you letting Alexis Vega take a penalty kick, dude? Like you're rewarding him, like it just it didn't make any sense. And um, I heard Vega. Those are those are just I, like things that make me like l- like lose confidence and bow. But at the end of the day, like what he's done with with the with the players, like he deserves an extension. And you know it's up to the it's up to Amari Vergara to open the coffers, right? Like. We saw the, I don't know if you guys saw the images of him leaving the stadium. He was not happy. He stormed off before the game even ended. So, like, those kind of things, like, he's going to he's gonna have to invest in the club. Like, what else can you do, really? Going back to the point of, you know, Vagon bringing them back, you as a player, what would you do? Would you go up to the coach and say, Hey man, screw those guys. Like we we don't want them back. Or will you be willing to forgive them since you know strengthens your team and gives you a better chance to win? Have, it clearly hasn't. We were better without him than we were with him, and that's not an opinion. That's fact. Yeah, I I I, I heard that Vega had a contract with like the stipulation of like getting like X amount of like minutes or playing time. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if that was the case, then there was nothing Chivas could do. I don't know if you can negotiate like guaranteed minutes, but I know that they do have some bonuses if you hit a threshold amount of minutes or goals. You know. Yeah, I mean, guaranteed minutes—it's uh, it's very it's unlikely. Nice, yeah, it's very unlikely. It makes zero sense for uh. Or games? I wouldn't say minutes, just games. I mean, it just makes zero sense for both parties, to be honest. Like, you know, one, if you're injured and now you're being forced to play through an injury, or if you're playing like shit, now the club's being forced to play you. Obviously not not, not when you're injured. Obviously not when you're injured. It's just, you know, stipulations you could have. I mean, this was basically uh, Alexis's... um, he, he could put whatever he wanted. He was nah, the top of the world at that point. Um, he was where desperate to sign him. Rumor. I, I think it just came down that? to the fact that he's one of your most talented players on the roster. And then the coach uh, pussied out and said, you know, I'd rather risk it and, like, forgive this guy to get improve our chances of winning. And that just goes back to my main criticism of Pownal that he's been super inconsistent with his decisions. Yep. Uh, going back to that style of play comment, League's Cup, the team had no style of play. Like, literally, it's like, what are you guys even doing practicing? Because, you know, I think the worst half I've seen Chivas play under Pauno, uh, you know, everyone's going to say the May 28th, but no, it was no. that first half against Kansas City. 
I yeah. think Sivas had like what ten percent, twenty percent possession, if at all. It was like terrible. That was like the worst half I've seen of soccer in a <laughs> long time. Yep. And as Chivas, it was terrible. I think the worst one I saw, and I still remember it, was uh, against Toluca, like in 2007. It was like the most boring game ever, like zero shots. That Kansas City one was just up there. Mm-hmm. It just sticks in your mind how terrible it was. Yeah. So through the inconsistency, I think that'd be my biggest criticism. You start off hot, you do shit, then you come back, you do good, then you do shit, and then off the field, you're good, everybody's a big happy family, then it's a big-ass mess, now it's sort of, like, fixed, it's dysfunctional, and now it's, like, back to kind of looking shitty. It's just like, where do we go from here, you know? What are you going to do in the offseason to make this right for the fans? And... Are you going to keep out? Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I'm sure I like what was the I, I just think it was too much of a coincidence that when all this shit was going down, like Fabrizio Romano tweeted something about him. Like, what are the odds of that? Like, that was super sus, dude. Yeah, that was just uh, them cashing in a favor with them. That's all that was. They used that to negotiate. I'm like, bro, like all this uncertainty. It was a pussy move. Yeah, it was. It was a pussy move. Uh, you had to leak to the media that you were leaving so your players could be like, no, please stay, please yep. stay. Uh, for, forget Alexis. Like, forget that. We want you. And then what happens? Then you bring him back. <laughs> so once again, like yeah. super inconsistent. You know, now that I think about it, he does deserve an extension for what he's done on, on the field with the team he has. But what he's done off the field, he does not deserve an extension. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the hardest part about being a coach is having man management, be able to control the group and get everybody rowing in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's capable of that. So I would actually get rid of him for that. Damn. Like Joel said, uh, okay. you know, what, what do you want? Like the results? It seems the results you're going to get with Powell is a team that competes, gets into Liguilla, but I just don't see the title coming because it seems that he, after that whole Vega thing, I don't think he has the locker room bought in 100%. And, you know, with the Pocho situation as well. So I would just get rid of him. Uh, and then the other thing is numbers. Numbers don't lie. Chivas won one game against the top 10 this tournament. Ouch. One game. So you actually look at the, his numbers – in that sense, they're not good. So if he doesn't have full control of the locker room, he needs to run to the press to get the narrative in his favor, and he only won one game against the top 10 in the stands, uh, the team's not that good. Get rid of him. I don't think – I think you're being a little bit too harsh on Pau. I personally think he should stay. I just think that he needs better players. And I don't think yeah. getting rid of him is going to fix – any of our problems like at the end of the day dude like it it is a lack of talent on the team and lack of depth that is causing a lot of these issues i think bow with with a little bit more reinforcements could do a lot more i mean he got to us he got to a final bro like you know no no i respect that like i said from a sporting perspective he deserves an extension but his all-field inconsistencies and everything I'm not so sure he's that guy. You know, I I think he's like, uh, 
you know, he's up there. But I don't know, man. It's just the standings. Like, the standings are not a true reflection of the level that Chivas was in. I said in the last podcast, I said, I think Pumas is going to win just because Turco knows how to play these games and Mm -hmm. their roster just looks a little bit more consistent. And I don't know, but who knows? You know, Chivas could have left the first leg with a three-goal difference. And maybe we'd be having a different conversation right now if they put some of those goals in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered in the off season, and um, we'll see what happens because uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of drama. Uh, question for you guys: Now that we have four finalists, who's who's going to lift the trophy? Who's who's poised uh, to win? Honestly, I think it's America. Wow, really? Look when. Uh, <laughs> Before the World no Cup started, way, dude. when the before the World Cup started, I was like, Argentina's gonna win it this year. Like, I'm I'm big on like the vibe, the energy. Like, it just felt like this is the year. Like, Messi wins the World Cup. Like, it's just gonna happen. And Damn. with America, I just have that same feeling. Like, dude, they brought in Quinones. Dude, I had the same feeling with uh, Man City when they won the Champions League. Once they signed Holland, I was like, all right, this is the year they're winning the Champions League. And with America, I have that feeling, man. That every, everyone on that team's like in their prime right now. Like from Quinones to Henry to Bruno Valdez. Uh, the players know each other well. They have a good starting roster. And then their bench has stuff. And when their bench comes in, they're like game changers as well. They have players on that team that have won titles, that have that winning experience. I honestly, I think this is their year. I think no this is way, their year. No way, dude. No, it just feels prime for him. And then the, if Tigres, I mean, I guess Tigres is the only one that could stop him because, you know, they have that experience as well. But at the end of the day, from I don't even know what's worse. I, I told you this guy's in the chat. America winning the championship the year, same year that Chivas lost the final and increasing that distance or Tigres lifting the title. And then they're able to say that, they're the new gigante of La Liga Mexicana because they beat America and Chivas in the same calendar year in the final. Like, both sound like terrible outcomes. I don't think it's that bad. I also don't think America's that good based on what I saw uh, in their match against Leon. I think they were exposed, especially in that first leg. Second leg, you know, their home is different. And uh, I think, like, Leon's legs just ran out, right? Like... Also, like, Diente didn't start the game. There was a lot of questions with uh, Larcamon there. But it's just, like, it was obvious, you know, having to play the play-in and having to, you know, play two, three, four. You know, they played a lot of matches in these last couple weeks. So they just ran out of gas there. So, like, I I honestly think um, they will be tested against San Luis, number one. Number two, I, dude, this is Tigres' final, man. This is their title, man. Like, they were the best team last year. They had the experience to overcome a 2-0 two, two deficit, right? Like, that was incredible to do. And, dude, they just... I mean, you saw what they did yesterday. Shit's... In, like, when they have Zignac, dude, this, they, they, they're unstoppable. I, I think that Tigres... Tigres will handle business, bro. I honestly are, think... But it's Puebla, man. And then, to be fair, Leon is America's kryptonite. 
Like, that's the team that, like, just beats them consistently. Like, I, I posted a graph of 30 games between Leon and America. America has only won two in Leon. So, and then at home, their numbers are better. I think it was like nine wins, five draws, four losses. But still, I mean, it's, historically, Leon knows how to play with America. Honestly, I think they're going to steamroll San Luis. I like, you know, I think it's going to catch up to him playing all these games. We'll see what happens. And, and then with Larcamon, that was questionable as hell. Uh, you bench Diente Lopez, who's been a Liga Mekis golden boot, who's won a title with Tigres, who played in Europe in Syria. You know, he's a proven player. And then you start a random 23-year-old Mexican kid. Yep. And then before the job with uh, Leon and them, when he's doing Los Maestros or whatever, everyone said that he was already guaranteed to sign with uh, America, that everything was set up for him yeah. to be the new America coach. And for I don't recall why, but it fell through. And then you go play America, and it's like your lineup is questionable at best. I don't know. It's just a lot of inconsistencies. I don't know if it was like scratch my back today and then next job opening is yours. Hey man, he won a Champions League. He's gonna go to uh where are they I don't know where the fuck they're doing it, but I think that's another thing too, is like again, like having to do the play in, um, just not enough depth, how to rest some players, how to rotate some players, and then having your eyes on the prize for the Club World Cup. So I think that that was like Leon's compromise there. Um, so I'm not questioning his, I know it, at the time it, it was like, what, what are you doing here? But once you start to look at everything, you're like, oh, it's starting to make sense a little bit. Um, San Luis though, man, beating, beating Rayados. Um, any surprise there for you, Habibi? No, there was no surprise for me. Uh, my buddy actually hit me up asking me for, uh, bet suggestions. And I tell him America wins. I was like, stay away from America. I uh, stay away from Monterrey, San Luis. <laughs> I'm like, just stay away from it. Like, that's this is the game. Because Monterrey played terrible the first leg. They couldn't even get a goal in. And then with all the injuries and everything, I was like, the casinos were saying, like, Monterrey were heavy favorites, but I just didn't see it. And it wound up being that 1-1. And, I mean, also bad luck. Mm-hmm. Like, you bring in Tecatito, and how long was he on the field? 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, it was crazy. And, and then he gets injured, you're out of subs, so you finish the game with 10 men. But, yeah, no surprises there. Typical Monterrey, typical uh, Tano, I guess. So, no surprises there. Uh, I don't think uh, they'll give America much of a fight, though. I think they're going to be worn out by them. Mm. Disco Fever, yeah, 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 says, I called it Chino was going to kill Chief ass. Chino. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you guys, um, sell sell or buy? Like, Do you think he's as good as the hype surrounding him? I'm big on numbers. I always look at the numbers, and his numbers back him up. As far as like dribbling success rate, uh, big chances created, uh, you know, sh- goal opportunities expected, like 
his numbers, if you look at him from numbers, he's one of the best in the league right now. However, need to see it more consistently for a bigger stretch of time. Right, let's see if he can keep a similar level for 12, 18 months. Or if it's just his breakout season, then he goes back to being old Chino. Uh, one thing I will say, fuck him, dude. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the reason the reason I say that, that whole celebration with like Reo Chonse ooh, and all that, and like everything he's been angry about Chivas, I'm like, what is your problem, man? Chivas gave you a chance to become a first division player. You went and got loaned out. And the times you got loaned out, you did well. Yeah, They called you back. You didn't do it well. You didn't do as expected. And then at the end of the day, they still set you up with another first division team that is considered uno de los grandes. Like, they have done well for your career. If you weren't successful over there, whether it's their fault, your fault, doesn't matter. Like, they put your face on the map. And now, because of Chivas putting your face on the map, you're enjoying those successes and you're having a good time. Right now, he he reminds me of like uh, an ex, you know, like an ex that can't get over you and trying to make you jealous with her new man or whatever. <laughs> and like you're not even faded about it. It's just like annoying. Like, okay, I get it. Congrats. Awesome. Like, God, yeah. dude, like he's just like, like what, what is he so booty hurt about? Like what did Chivas do? Seems, seems like he's running with the meme, you know. Uh, just the whole. I think he's got a little bit of an. Imp- he's got a little bit of an imposter syndrome going on. I think that's what it is. I think he's an ungrateful fuck. I think that's what he. Is. Oh, like I, don't I, get me wrong. I, like I've, I, I was pissed when I saw that celebration. I'm like, what re hecho and seu? Like, what the fuck does that even mean, dog? Like, they gave you an opportunity and you're taking advantage of it, but like making it sound like we kicked you to the curb, you know. Yeah, I think he had, they, they, they threw him to Pumas. It's not like like you were in second some second division team, and you beat Chivas during a cup game. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're they put you in a really. I good think team. he was bullied hard, like when he was at Chivas, <laughs> not not by Chivas itself, but like the fans. Right, yeah. it comes with the territory. Some of the players. No, I mean like Maybe bullied somebody. by the fans and the comments and the social media. Like I think he was just bullied because. He really didn't do anything. Like that was his biggest criticism. Is like, he, he he would he would go to Morelia. He'd go to Mazatlan and do well, and then he would come back to Chivas and, and not do a fucking thing. And now that he's finally had his breakout season at Pumas, he's able to like you know say hi. You know, it wasn't me. It was you. You know, like he's got this this big chip <laughs> chip on his shoulder for no well, reason. Speaking of, speaking of players that left and did well. Did you guys keep tabs on trophies? I don't know where he's at now. I mean, I know he's at Pachuca. He's still at Pachuca, but I mean, did he keep playing? Like he just he had that one that first season, and then after that, sort of like lights out as far as like info coming out on him, you know. But but I that mean, was he, kind of yeah. like the same thing, dude. He won every time he had a good game or he scored a goal. That was like the talking point. Oh, because because he left Chivas. And, and this is almost like the same thing with with Mosul. with I mean with, with uh, the guy you're talking about. Trophies won his title with uh, Pachuca, and that's it, bro. That's the end of his career. 
No, to be fair, man, that, that whole team fell off. Like, yeah, they got they lost some good sign. They, they got sold for parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole team <laughs> fell off. I, I, you know, they won the title. Do, do that. Yeah, because so. it's, no, it's, it's not. That, I don't think it's sustainable, still right? Though, right? No, but yeah, my, my main there. thing was like he's still, he, still playing and doing that. Yeah, I just feel like I don't want him to do that. Yeah, that's that's what Pachuca, Santos, other those teams do. They'll they'll have the their really good season or win, and then they pretty much sell off the core of the team, and then they start all over again. Yeah, look at Santos, man. They get that guy who gets double digits assists. And they didn't even keep him for another six months. You know, try to, like, build around them, bring him a striker, try to fight for the title. No, right away, they sold him to Tigres. It's like, come on. The money the money was there, dude. <laughs> yeah, but then, Santos, it's not like their ownership group is also struggling for money. No, but I mean, I but now they have, like, Atlas. And I think once they got Atlas, Santos became the, the red-headed stepchild. Uh, Josue Matias, thank you for hopping on, says more faith in Chino than Jimenez. Wow, that's quite a statement. <laughs> he might have to eat crow after that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's part of that time of the show where we get our number one fan on. Ricardo, how you doing? gentlemen how's it going we're doing good man we already finished crying so it's it's your time to shine man it, it kind of sounds like you guys have a little knot on your throat still but that's just me maybe maybe i'm hearing things again like you guys like to say you know chino's celebrations kind of rubbed us the wrong way ungrateful curly-headed bastard since you took it there I kind of feel like you guys are spreading some fake news about that. <laughs> let, let me let me explain, because I've seen you guys on the chat mention that. Obviously, you did give him the chance. But guys on ESPN and other shows have, have uh, rebuked that information you guys are talking about. He never really got a chance at Chivas. Anytime they played him, they played him as a striker or as a damn as a damn fullback. So keep in mind, you got him, and then you got that drunk bum that everyone expects is supposedly he's gonna go to Chelsea, like some people like to say. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know who who in their right mind would say something like that. But they said, it. <laughs> bro, no one ever said that. I don't know about the Chelsea thing. I gotta <laughs> but, find that. But but you had both guys, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone was convinced he was going to be the guy you guys thought he was going to be. He was going to be a superstar for you guys. And you guys, and your team never once bothered to try to test this other guy in the same position. You guys loaned him out, and, you, and when you did bring him back, like I said, you, put, you played him as a striker, or from or in a different position where he wouldn't where his skills wouldn't translate on the field. And now 
You got the triple whammy. Not double. There's an epic triple whammy you guys have. You lost. Alexis Vega Vale Verga. <laughs> and Chino Huerta just, just played with you guys in that last game. Hey, I just want to say something. We were hating on Vusa uh, in the earlier part of the show. Vusa was a bum who was playing him at striker or full back, halfback, playing him at, what was it, the right back? He's playing him right back, I believe. That was Vusa's doing. And we were hating on him, except Hawaii. That's and before it, hey. And before Vuce, it was Flacotena. Yeah, those defensive old fucks. So really that was the Flacotena, they, they Olympic gold medalist. Olympic gold medalist. Hey, oh, club, guys. Flacotena. Club, club. He can't hear you with all that shine hanging on. We're talking about club. He, he, hey, dude. I don't know what happened at Chivas, but he was doing a great job, man. I'm not saying he was he doing had... a bad job. I'm just saying those are the guys that played him out of decision. And I don't know, but I'm my just trying to say. about Chivas gave him an opportunity, I wasn't saying, like, Chivas gave him opportunity, like, with minutes, whatever. I'm saying they gave him an opportunity to put his name out there. That, oh. that, at the end of the day, he went to Morelia. He went to Mazatlan. He did well. He came back to Chivas. But the reason... He had that investment with him because he was a Chivas player, man. This was, if he would have came up through the ranks of Querétaro and got loaned out to Mazatlán or Morelia and then came back, he'd probably still be a nobody. Because at the end of the day, is the truth. Look at the goal scorer for Puebla. That guy has 10 goals and two assists and 17 matches, and he's Mexican, and you don't hear no one talking about him. He's not even getting called up for the national and, team. And he, because it's and, the reality of the truth. No one cares about those teams and their players because that media presence. If Chino came up through those ranks, yeah. he'd probably still be a nobody. Yep. That's what I mean by ungrateful. Chivas gave you the opportunity to show your the name platform. in first division. Dude, you got a position, back. though. Hey, but he's doing well, man. Did, at did, the end did, of the day. Did Vega ever get played as a – he did get played as striker. I'm but not defending that. I don't back? think you heard my comment that I did, but you're trying and Tena did that, and I was not a big fan of those guys. It's still Two not big coaches. fan of them. Your Two. beef is with Vuce. I mean, oh, you're acting, I'm, it's you're not acting, my beef. Like is the reality of the situation? Choose the lineup. Is the reality the situation? You the guys picked the wrong guy. Is that Chivas the wrong out there? guy? And you should be a little I, more grateful. Ricardo, I honestly like don't think. Had Chino stayed, I think he'd still be riding pine. Like, it's just, I, I don't know what it is about Chivas. It's just the the expectations are too great. Our fans are too toxic. And our players feel like a relief once they leave the team. They finally have a chance to play. And that's been the case for everyone that's left the club. Zendejas, Pulido, fucking Antuna. Like, all these dudes are doing much better without us. Yo, 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 yo. You, you know, I, I won't disagree with you there. I won't disagree with you there. But what I'm saying is that anytime you go online or you see people talking about this situation, they make it seem like he like he got, like, uh, 10 starts at uh, in his best position. No, they played him out of position. Like, if you're going to play... Well, I mean, I mean, but, but Ricardo, just really quick. How did you know what his best position was? He wasn't pulling these type of numbers, was he, before? Well, 
they not until now. They're not well, all of a sudden. Let, it's like let me explain, Hall. I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm basing it off what he was doing at Morelia. I I see your point, but how come everyone else knew how to, to play him in in the at, at the in the winger position? But once he came, when he started at Chivas, and when he came back at Chivas, they just started playing him as striker and and freaking left to right back again. So what? All right, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna sound like a dumbass. Right? What is his position? Because in the first leg, he did not play well. We had him in in the back pocket, but then they switched it up. Right? He played like like a cam role. Like what? What is his position? He's more of a natural winger. I think that second game is gave him more freedom because they know he creates opportunities for them. But he's a winger. He's a winger? Yeah, he's a what's called an extremo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I still got the verdict out for Chino. I think he's had a great season, but I don't know if he's good enough. Like if he's gonna be consistent enough to be considered like so basically, like dethrone like a Chucky or whoever's our starting winger on the national team. Yeah, like I said, he has to do it for at least another six, 12 months, be consistent with it. And every time he touches success, because I want him to be successful. You know, at the end of the day, he's a young Mexican player. I want all young Mexican players to be successful. But one thing he needs to overcome is every time he touches success, stop bringing up Chivas' name. Like, get over us, my guy. Like, let it go. <laughs> like, that guy could go to Fisherman Holland League, be the top leading scorer, and then on the post-game interview say, I would have never been able to do this at Chivas because they wouldn't <laughs> give me the chance. Like, just get over it. Forget about us. Yeah. We'll see. I, what I will tell you is I don't think they're good enough to beat Tigres. I'm not buying the Tigres hype. I'm not buying it. It's You're scared. Puebla. You're scared. Uh, I'm the most confident I've ever been. Some, someone record what I'm going to say in this podcast, man. America is winning the 18. Ooh. 18. Book it. I cannot wait to play this back in like no, they two are. weeks. America is going to win it this oh season. Oh, my I'm God. I'm telling you, bro. The script is there. Like, the energy is there. Like, this is their season. I'd believe you if San Luis and America were still owned by Televisa. Ah, uh, the the classic nah. narrative. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. The classic narrative. Remember diminished. that final against San Luis that yeah. was conveniently, conveniently, you know, both teams were owned by the same. Necaxa, not San Luis. America played San Luis in the final, right? Or am I tripping? No, it's Pachuca in 06. No, I yeah, swear was there was Nicaxa. a... Ricardo knows what game they fixed. It was Nicaxa. It was Nicaxa game. They no, were wait. The televisor. Didn't San Luis get to a final, though? I could have sworn they did. Yeah, in 06 against Pachuca. Oh, okay, okay. No, but the time I made against America. No, no, that was never. That was just Nicaxa. Oh. Yeah. Well... Yeah, right. You guys have a fucking layup against San Luis. <laughs> the the easiest to work. I'm not even worried. Yeah, that's a total I think, layup. Man. I think you need to worry about the Mexican Cristiano Ronaldo, a.k.a. Jorgen Dam. I think that's your only guy that you need to worry about. No way, bro. It's a total layup. What do you mean? <laughs> Jorgen Dam was just with America. 
That's uh, what I'm know, saying. He knows he how to beat himself. them. He knows he's the guy, you know, bro. He called himself an Americanista, kiss the badge. My guy's going to bend over, roll over. Uh, San Luis's coach <laughs> used to be Jarnay's assistant coach. He's not going to backstab his mentor, bro. Like, everything's good. I guarantee you if Jarnay wins the title and he goes off to Europe and does well, the first coaching job he gets, he's going to bring his assistant that's at San Luis right now with him. Like, this is an easy America win. I think the aggregate would be plus three in America's favorite. But one thing I'm going to mention that no one is even thinking about or even meant or even talking mm. about on, on in the in the Mexican football airwaves. Chivas had a great chance to make history and to grow the sport. And they just took a big dump on themselves again. When they had the they had the pathway to meet America and make another final. Oh, yeah. And this is why Mexican soccer doesn't grow because there's only one team that's always consistent. You can say they're always <laughs> losing or whatever you want. But Pumas, inconsistent. Cruz Azul doesn't exist. Chivas, you guys want to eliminate Repechaje, but in, that's, the only, that's the only way you guys ever make a final. Wait, who, who wants to eliminate Repechaje? Well, two guys on the on this podcast. No, but... I said in the ideal world, oh, me. it'd be better if the top four qualified to make the league more competitive. I, ideal world, just the top team wins. What? What's with all these second chances, man? We I we mean, could have a really good hey, cup tournament. I love that San Luis is there because you're never gonna see this in any other league, man. This yeah. is what makes Liga MX special. And people take that for granted. I don't want. I think you could see it. I think if we had single table, I think we would see it. I, I still think we would see it, and where we because the Liga MX teams, even the the stronger teams, let's say the top five, they're still not that head and shoulders above, even like the mid table teams. So like in Europe, you know, where it's like the top two teams are like just so much stronger than. Then all the other teams, it's it's pretty even with with um, Liga MX. So I mean, I do think the top five will be more dominant, but I still think the other teams would would still have a chance and win from time to time. Ricardo's only happy that San Luis is there because they're a much easier <laughs> opponent to I face. Mean, yeah, I, I wanted like- I wanted Chivas, but you guys just. Hi, man. You what? Your he has a perfect opportunity right now. That snippet where he said, this is why Lovely got Mekis. I love that San Luis is still in it. I need you to cut that, save it, and replay it when San Luis knocks him out. Uh, hour and <laughs> 10 minutes in. I'm going to write that down. I will have that. You can replay You can replay that clip once America lives to 18, all right? It's, we're, we're I might have to rest. be waiting for a while. Nah. I don't think it's happening, dog. I think Tigres are going to dethrone y'all. Tigres, hey, do not underestimate the campeonissimo, like the, the, the champion blood, dude. They just they just come off of winning one. They have well, against that. Who? Against who, Jaime? Against us. And how did you guys get there? <laughs> I don't know. We did some fucking miracle work, dude. Nah, the, man. The planets, the, pla- the solar system, the planets, the alien shit in the skyline. And that's how you guys made it to a final. 
Because if we're being honest, you guys shouldn't even have got past the Atlas. Even in that final, bro, we were up 2-0. Like, it, not too many teams can bounce back from a 2-0 with 45 minutes left, dude. Like, they they, they, they found another, another um, I don't know, another, like, second win or something, dude. They just, they shifted You know what gears. it is? These guys have perfected the way to win ugly. I'll, I'll always bring this up, but they're the only team I've ever seen in my life that have won the title off an own goal against Leon. Like the most boring series ever. They won the title off an own goal. They just they just protected that result, and they won that way. If you give them the chance, like the, they'll overcome everything. They they're both, and I really, I think one of the better coaches in in Liga MX is Ivaldi. And he got a he got a really bad rap with that shitty Cruz Azul team. Cause I do believe <laughs> I do believe those guys were were crooks. They sold themselves off in that in that when it was the when there was the sem, semifinal against Pumas in the, yeah, man. In the COVID year. That was a weird weird match. I think I think, uh, think Avdias must be with Las Cariñosas. Because he he should be here, trying to defend. Listen, man, if if Zignac is on the pitch, I will always give them the benefit of the doubt. Zignac, and then Nahuel Guzman, bro, he's a character. He's 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 a he's a difference maker. Like, let's be honest, man. And then you look at no. their bench. Their bench is better than most people's starting lineup. <laughs> and that that is true. And I mean, dude, look. I'm just going to say it. Marcelo Flores has cornrows. That dude's different now. He's got a different energy, bro. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he's got cornrows now, dog. You don't want that. it, dog. You don't want that on the pitch. I'm telling you. He did the... And the Calayun, dude. The Calayun, who might just, just fucking power up out of nowhere because people forget how good he was. He hasn't been at that level. Mm. He could just decide to... Just have his power level go over nine thousand. That would be kind of poetic because you you see that one Chino do it to Chivas, then you see Layun do it to America. I, I want to see that now. You mean Cordoba? It's gonna hurt seeing Cordoba and <laughs> Linus be like your own players against you, bro. Hey, oh, that, that's why America that is, is Mexico's cantera. We're just spreading the even the rejects get a chance to play in Liga. <laughs> and, and, and even then, Chivas can't afford our rejects. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's another soundbite you're gonna need to do the triple whammy one. You play that back to him when uh, like oh. this and Cordova. No, that that'll be the quadruple whammy, but that's not gonna happen. And and you mentioned Lainet, I mean uh, Marcelo. I didn't hear you guys mention that that floating spin Rooney he did on you guys after he scored that amazing <laughs> oh, goal. Oh man, that thing was look, dude. I was like, all right, man. It was just a bad game, let's be honest. But what a celebration! Hey, you're not giving America just dues, man. What we do have said this the season they win it. What one more just dues you want? Jonas is playing everything. Great. Give me everything. Great. Bruno Valdez is playing great. Uh, even no, well, this isn't playing great, man. Kevin Alvarez is coming off the bench. Well, that's a solid sub. Come off the bench, or even if he starts, 
uh, Cassidy's, I mean, the whole team looks solid. Like, and they have that consistency. And the, another thing about them is right now, they have that energy that they're like upset about last season. They have that energy like their focus has been on the title. And they've been consistent throughout from the beginning to the end. Because they remember their preseason. Dude, what was it? They played Man City, Real Madrid, and who? Chelsea. And they had good numbers. They had good numbers against those teams. A lot of those teams used their starters. Uh, they showed up. They were consistent in the league. They were consistent in League's Cup. And they're still consistent. Like that. And it's a reflection of the roster. That roster has good money invested into it. It's been playing together for quite some time. And Quinones seems like it was that missing link. Because last season, all you had to do was just uh, take Henry Martin and disappear him. Now you can't focus. You got to focus on Quinones, Henry Martin. You got to focus on both. I think this is their season. Uh, but yeah, Guignac being on the field, you know, that's always going to be a plus for Tigres. But if they're able to, you know, ghost them, make them disappear, uh, I think America can get it done. Gignac is done, man. Yeah, he's also Fuck older. Fuck off, he's older. dude. I mean, he's older, but at the end of the day... He, he, do you not see what he did in that in yesterday? Foreigner, he's, what, I the see, best foreigner the last 20 years? Guaranteed. No, no. I, I, I see you guys talking about that on the on the chat. No, that, that's fake news, man. Cardoso is way better than him. I don't want way peace. Better. I want problems, always. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because Cardoso, that would have been 2003. Okay. He's the best foreigner. When's the last, last time When's the last time Gignac scored over 20 goals in a, in a, in a short tournament? Hey, man, he's the best. Oh, you can't best. answer that, right? Look, he's, he's got f- he's won more silverware than, than Cardoso has in Liga Mekis. And he has golden boots as well. You, you put both those teams head to head, I got Toluca. Uh, that's always gonna be the nostalgia. That, that's that's, that's way, gonna be way uh, better. And, and that's a biased answer because Toluca that Toluca would always cook America. So you have like nightmares. <laughs> so, so you so, so you so you admit that if they're cooking that those America teams, they're definitely cooking Tigres teams. No, I'm just saying that's the nostalgia, man. There's like some crazy guys will tell you that Brazil 1970 will beat like Brazil today, <laughs> or or we're like nostalgia. the Chivas, or we're like the Chivas Campeonissimo stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just nostalgia. You know, hey, I, I, I think... We got the Black Mamba. Oh, my God. 12-inch <laughs> Mandingo is on the loose, <laughs> and it's like 1950. No one, no one is safe. Bro, hide the white girls, it, hide, your di- hide your daughters. It's over. <laughs> and, and the X Factor, no one is talking oh, about. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Who the fuck is that? Tick, TikTok, TikTok, Oppenheimer. Henry La Bomba Martin oh, is going to detonate. Descansador. Any second, any second he's going to detonate on these bums. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, he's averaging two goals a month. So they played a. They played two, a... Well, he was injured for like 10 games. What do you, it, I mean, he's averaging two goals a month. He's all right. Henry uh, Martin you know, that, is... Uh, that Quinones one, uh, for anyone listening, doesn't have any context to that. Uh, David Feintelson tweeted a picture of Quinones grabbing his junk. <laughs> he was complaining about it. 
I was like, what is wrong with you, man? You have no self-awareness? Like, that's what you want to complain about? You look like a total dweeb. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, Carlos and Marcia was, like, just laughing. Yeah, I put it in the in the pod, the tweet. Um, he was just laughing at that whole incident. But, um, wow, I didn't expect so many people to be room for America in these uh, Final Four. I still think Tigres will, will handle business and get a bicampeonato that they deserve. Either way, I, I, I hope it's going to be entertaining. If they do win that big campeonato, how must that guy Diego Coca be feeling? Oh, my goodness. Not saying they would have won it with him as well, but you walked away from a pretty solid roster with a team that was willing to spend. You were well paid. Yep. You left to La Selección, knowing that they were, the fans were angry at Argentinos, and you got booted within months. That was probably the best thing that ever happened to Tigres, honestly, was letting him, was you know, was that. I don't think they would have won with Coca. They forced him. He didn't go, but they forced him to go. I think they would have. I, I, you, you, you guys, I don't, I don't get it. The, the drop in, the drop in, uh, you know, like, like to go from, he wins the blip at Atlas and then, because of the national team, like four games, like he kind of sucks now. Do you know, like people. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm saying his decision with hindsight looks pretty stupid. It looks like a dumbass. Oh, I don't think. I, yeah. I, and that was my talking point um, when he first took over because it's like that decision is dumb if he made it because figures you have more of a warrant, a guarantee the national team and it's like you have good season at Tigres you could be there for a while you know you could kind of try to do what Tuca did and it's it's a great job to have um but to take over the national team coming off of the disaster of what was the world cup and and just the fans hating on Argentines and then it's, it's just going into a burning house with a wet brick and I don't think he did that like because he wanted to have a national team. I think he did it more as a you know favor for Iraragori, who probably like was like or whatever promoter he's with must have been like, you gotta take over this team, which was kind of fucked up, you know. You're at Tigres, like blank check, and and I'm pretty sure he could have built on the success of two leagues. Um, would have probably had a third by now. I didn't realize Quinones has he's already won four titles. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, he's won four Liga Mikeys? Yeah, he won two with Tigres oh, yeah, so. and two with Atlas. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Oh, he has that Mandingo championship pedigree, man. That's what he has. He reminds me of like, um, <laughs> like there was a time when like Bofo just kept going to like so many finals. I feel like that's yeah, him. Yeah, he he did he did back to back with Morelia, uh, and then he did with Pachuca, and he did it with Chivas. 
So are you saying America's going to win it? Yeah, with a player like that. Yeah. Cole, I, to me, the favorites, to, to me, they're one of them. Right no, I'm not, I've always given credit where credit is due. I, I, it's hard for me to, to, to right now because I think that uh, it could go either way between between uh, Tigres America if, if that um, when they meet in the final, I think it would be a great final, uh, a great match. I don't think you guys are giving Pumas that much of a chance. I mean, you're not giving them enough credit. I think they can do something with them. Really, you think they can beat Tigres? Yeah, no Pumas way. Is- to draw Chivas with wet powder, dude. If, if Chivas, if Alexis Vega wasn't so ass and maybe they had JJ Mack, it would have been Chivas right now. But that, if you take a look at those first games, man, you guys were talking about this on the last pod. You could clearly see the rust with those first four place teams. Yep. None of them but, won, a, won their first match. The, the America players look exhausted at halftime. No, it's man. The same with the Monterrey, with uh, the, the Rayados players. Pumas and Tigres have faced each other 30 times, and Pumas has only won six. So there's a team that Tigres beats consistently, it's Pumas. Well, I mean, Chivas beats Puebla. Well, I can't even say that because you guys always lose to them, but you guys lost the <laughs> final to them in the 80s. Does that make Puebla better than Chivas? We're not talking about the 80s. We're talking about in their last no, 30 matches. I'm talking matches, about numbers. In their last 30 matches, Tigres has won 15 against them. Tigres oh, so, consistently beats them. So Camote over Goat then? Camote over Goat, whatever. Combine them if you want. Put the Camote as a side. Call it a New Year's Eve meal. But Tigres is getting past Pumas. No, I'll leave it for you when you're watching America Left 18, bro. You just want Pumas, so you have an easier win. You're afraid to go up against Tigres. Oh, I want, true. I, I wanted Chivas, but you guys crapped your pants. What do you What do you want me to do, Bob? <laughs> hey, hey, since I have some a few observations I want to share with you guys, Let's I'm open it. Pandora's box. I got to go there because some people on this podcast won't go there. That's don't why. Talk that, about Jaime like that. No, I'm talking about. I don't want to say because then. You get on the chat, you start crying, and <laughs> no one cries. Ah, uh, that's all. all right. Well, firstly, regarding Rayados, I called it, and if you watch the games, you, you, you I could have told you there, you could have seen yourself that they were frauds. With this, they're stu- they they fail consistently like this, because it's it's like in it's like inbred and it's like. How do I explain this? Since going back to that 2019 final when, when they robbed America in, in plain sight, even with VAR, they've been living off that for, for the longest time. They've been acting like they're grandes, like they're an offensive team. But you can go back to the those bum-ass coaches they've had, Vucetic, uh, Alonso, Aguirre. All of them, you bring all those guys in, and they always revert back to that Mohamed rat bunker ball style. It was an interesting quote that Tan Ortiz, uh, in the middle of the season, he gave the press. He's like, they they brought me here because of the Ameri- – because supposedly I'm some kind of – well, 
he said, uh, supposedly I'm um uh, offensive guy, right? Like I make I made America play beautiful and all that. But these guys, they they always revert back to def- falling back and defending, like they're scared to attack. So, so these guys aren't. They're Monte Gay. They're never gonna be a big team. Like, like you go back to you go to the numbers. They they've been living off that title for the longest time. And and another point, regard and this time regarding Chivas, I posted on the chat a while back, and some people on the uh, on this podcast were saying it was fake news. They're saying you're just posting bullshit. But can can you guys give me a reason why Pocho Guzman hasn't played, didn't play against Pumas? I'm like, I, we mentioned it early in the podcast. I'm asking myself that question. Like what's going on there? Uh, have any of you guys heard anything? I have not heard anything. What about you, Cole? He's washing dishes. What about you, Ravioli? Have you heard anything? I've heard the same Twitter rumor that he hit Pauno. At the end of the day, it's just a Twitter rumor. Well, there you go. That's yeah. what I was going to. He did. So, so you're going to tell me. You're going to. looks like he did. I don't think you're, so. You're going to tell me after all the hoopla and that fucking um, a mass manipulation Mexican novella they had regarding <clears throat> Vega, which I was right about, regarding Vega and that, and that other bum, Chicote Calderon. He'd rather play them after going through all that bullshit than supposedly this guy who's your best player. And keep in mind, they were mentioning uh, mentioning an ESPN after the America lost, after Chiva lost to America um, 4-0, uh, Polvo Guzman went on Instagram and he posted a picture about him hiking mountains and saying he's in shape, right? So, So who's lying here? Yeah, no, no. Kinda I, I, sounds, I like think some, something doesn't, sounds like he molly whopped the coach. Something doesn't add up for sure. And I'm going to go off of what uh, Ravioli said uh, earlier in the podcast. <laughs> as far as I think that was just too too big for like someone in the media not to like get that story. So I don't think it happened. I think something did happen. I, I think there might have been an altercation, but... I don't think it's like straight up like fist fighting or anything like that. Yeah, but do you know then that that's been my my concern as of like ultimately the 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 directive is gonna have to make a choice because if Pau doesn't want Pocho Guzman, it's one of your best players, and it's very difficult for Chivas to to bring in players like that. There's no guarantees they're gonna bring. Anyone, you know, it's because how difficult it's been for them. You know, people are talking about Chicharo, and there really hasn't even been any news. Um, so, I mean, at, at that point, you're like, do we keep this coach or do we go with another one that could get the best out of this guy and, and you know, make, make the team stronger? Well, to that, I mean, I wouldn't say that, uh, Ricardo, those voices in your head, they need to tell you to tune in to the show a little earlier, if possible. Because if you would have <laughs> tuned in a little earlier, everything you brought up was addressed. And I clearly said, on the field, Paolo has earned himself a six-month extension. 
but off the field, the way, the way, how he's he's gotten lime juice out of these dry ass limes, man. The roster is not that great, but let me finish. Let me finish. A big team off the field lives off off lime juice. Off You're gonna the, put lime juice in the trophy cabinet? Hey, hold, hold <laughs> up. let me get off a petri dish field, for you, and you the put field. the lime juice in the trophy cabinet. Off the field. That's what, you're sounding no, like the ravioli at the gay bar last night. To a final was unexpected. So you're giving him credit for losing a final. No, this roster um, doesn't Ricardo have... Lavolpe lost the final with America, and they dumped his ass the following day. Yeah, and I'm sure that America final that Ricardo Lavolpe had, I'm sure he had a superior roster anyway. No, like they I, didn't. They let played Tigres. Let me... Ah, you're just lying. You don't no, know. No, I said they lying. had a superior roster. They didn't. Tigres had a better roster. You're lying. No, I mean, then Chivas. Chivas, like the roster they had in themselves. I don't sure know. I don't think so. confident roster. I don't think so. You're telling me if you stacked up that America roster versus this Chivas roster... This Chivas roster would have beat that America? I don't know. <laughs> and anyways, that's uh, hypothetical. Chivas roster is not that bad, though. It's like that. It's not really that bad. See, said, he's doing, field, he's doing the, the classic Mexican. Lo- if I win, it's because I'm Mexican. If I lose, it's because I'm Mexican. No. I said he should be gone. Here's some virtual tissues for you, buddy. I said he should be gone. I literally said he should be gone. No, like, you're making excuses for him. You're I'm making, not making excuses for him. You're making excuses for him. Because Quincy Lemons is a bit exaggerated. Because Quincy Lemons and Limes is a bit exaggerated. This guy this wants lime juice in the trophy cabinet. This team was glad that already reached a semifinals. They, they reached the final of a cup. They've been placing in within what? They were about four points from finishing fifth. A lot of the so they've been up there. They they've been they've been pretty consistent. So he didn't exactly get a team that was ass. He he got it. I could I agree with you. He got he got them to do better. So he, that he did. But it's not like he took a 15th place team and then had them in the final. He took a team that was already consistently playing and had reached finals, and he took them to a bigger final. Hey, but, I, but I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to reply. You guys were saying that uh, that if like it would have been big news if you would have hit him, right, the coach? Yeah, but but that would be if someone I saw. Just, like, I just think yeah, something, yeah. something like that doesn't get covered up. That you know, but, and, but yeah, go ahead. Well, Jaime, Jaime, could, could you compare it to like when who was it? Ferguson threw the shoe and hit hit. But Beckham? that one, everybody knew. Like that was like openly known. It didn't come out like years later. Like that was clearly what happened there. And another thing is that if that did happen, the action that was taken doesn't match a yeah. Maori's history. Exactly. A Maori, like I can't remember his name, uh Biyapando or who. Like yeah. all these guys, you know, they came out of being accused of having like sex with a minor shit like that. Boom, got rid of them instantly. Like didn't even like send them to didn't another hesitate, team, put them yeah. on loan. Literally got rid of them instantly, terminated their contract. Uh, so he's known to be that guy. I think if Pocho punches a player, I think there would have been more serious consequences than just putting him on the bench. But isn't this the same guy what that if- said that the two drunks were going to be 
separated from the team indefinitely. Now, is that is the that, same guy we're talking about? Now, is that a Namaudi overall decision? Or is that also Yedro? It's his team. Coach? It's his team. He said it is his team. Yeah, it is his team. But you're comparing two drunk guys to someone punching the staff. It's not even close. You're right, to being in the Same situation. You're comparing but, two guys who support. And this is the other thing that mentioned. But he the said they were suspect. They were no, separated no indefinitely. Proof. Indefinitely no means from a long period of time. Ever happening. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, what if the staff started the fight? Twitter rumors. I was go- I was going to my with point. Followers Look, this guy just defends this this commie serve to no extent. <laughs> He's just making excuses for him. Look, this, I'm this not making I'm excuses for him. I'm saying that. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he got pickle juice out of, Mex- out of Mexican players, so he should get a three-year contract, right? And you're, no. you're crazy, mind. But anyways, no, I'll say. track record shows that. No, it's, it, it, it shows that, that it shows that he doesn't have any nuts because he said he was going <laughs> to separate the players and he brought them back. So you're wrong. Well, well I was going to say, all the, all the report fan. Chi, uh, Chi Hermano Barra Brava, fake reporters, I'm sure Ravioli once wanted to be. All of them said that none of them knew about that, about that, about both those guys doing that, those, uh, those, uh, orgies in the hotel that those guys were having, right? And, be, and just having that underage guy with them too, like all that crazy stuff they did. All, every single one of them said none of them knew about that that the team just reported it itself. Like, the team made that announcement. So you're telling me they'd announce, they, they, they announced the, the reporters, they wouldn't know about that, but they, they know about a guy getting punched? Who ran it that they got punched? Who's your, who'd you get that info? Once again, I'm going off reporters. Yes, who, what reporter? What does it matter? The the no, not through the internet. No, not Chivas no, you TV, your favorite show either. Account, your favorite TV channel. You got it from some fan account. You know, you know that for sure. It sounds like it. You got it so from a fan sound, account. So you, so you don't know what you're talking about then. Look, you got it from a fan account. Well, you, what what do you is know? guy's name? Chuyaso or whatever. No, I didn't get it you off got him. It from no, Chuyaso, you just make. I didn't guy. get it off him. I didn't get it off him. <laughs> Look. These guys, they use both those bums as an, as a decoy to distract from this guy punching out the coach. That's what they do. Ten years from now, the info is going to come out, and they're going to say this crazy cokehead punched out that coach. <laughs> okay, so let's just say you it wait did and happen. See. This, this is my question. Let's say it did happen. Let's say Paolo, let's say Pocho they punched Pound. He he molly whopped them. Okay, Pound, right. Let's say he whooped Pound. his ass. Let's say it happens. Stop. Point. Like, what? What are you trying to prove? What do you mean? Like, okay, it happened. You're right. Pocho punch Pound. Well, you said it was fake news, and it explains him not playing. But is that your whole point? That the reason Pocho's not playing because he got punched? Because he punched. It looks like it, doesn't it? No, but what's the point to this story? Or if, see, if you weren't drinking fentanyl and pickle juice <laughs> before the conversation, like you said, I hear things. I mentioned everyone was didn't have a reason why this guy was playing, and I'm and I mentioned how 
I I shared that tweet about him punching that cokehead punching out the co- the coach, right? And you called it bullshit and fake news. And every day, more, as the, as the days go by, it looks more and more to be the truth. Okay, so, but it goes by the same thing. If it was true, and he punched them at the end of the day, whether it happened or didn't happen, he didn't play. Obviously, we I watched the game. I'm not like you. I don't just. I don't okay, hang out so, at gay bars and I'm drink saying, What's your juice? point? Are you saying that if he would have played, Chivas would have won? Like, what are you trying to say? The, the ravioli's been super juiced up with fentanyl, fluoride, and, and pickle juice. I don't know what's up wrong with you today. <laughs> no, I just, I, know where, I just don't know what, the fir- what the is beginning the point of the, of the story. Okay? Now you're just hearing so things. Pownal didn't play him. Chivas lost. The, the so book saying that if you never in, Chivas won? I clearly started the conversation by saying everyone's saying why no no one has a reason why this guy didn't play the entire series. Did I not? If you look that, at his number, he fell off, point fell off the tournament. His what? numbers this tournament compared to last tournament haven't been great. Even at the start of the season. He's just slow. He's a little slow in all the games. So he's been out of shape. That's your reason? I'm not saying that he's out of shape. I'm so saying was, that, slow, that, well, that's my point. Energy. What's the reason? What looks like? What does it look like? The, is the reason he's not playing? Why would the coach say I'm not playing him, and that's my choice, and you can just kiss my ass? Why would he say that? My logical reason is that something happened way before this whole punch rumor came out, and that he's not. Oh, now before it came out, okay. <laughs> that he's not bought in uh-huh. to this. He's just not bought into the coach. But he played them all last year, right? Last year he was bought in. The whole team was bought in. Oh, and th- he just decided not to be bought in this year? That's what you're saying? Hey, maybe he not Something the, happened, dude. Maybe I'm not sure what happened. Something did happen. Something happened. He managed the game on the final. Maybe he didn't like how he hey, managed get, the game and leave the He maybe can get a 10-year contract and get all the pickle juice he wants. If he keeps losing, that's your, your guys' <laughs> No, he's he's one of the top players and, and top earners. It doesn't make uh, sense, Hawaii. Uh, you agree, obviously, right? Yeah, obviously the, that's that's what I'm thinking. The directive is gonna have to make a choice, because I mean, ideally, Chivas should be able to get rid of the player and then bring someone of equal or greater value. But that's just not gonna happen. You yeah, need players like him, like and, and if you're trying to bring in a Chicharro, you need to have some good players surrounding him, right? Um, and so at that point, that's why I think it might come down to like, who who do you you know who do they who do they uh, who do they right bet away. on? Do they do they bet on the player or they bet on the coach? And one of them is gonna have to leave. Can't be Chivas and and just yeah, have your one of your better you players players. It has to be the coach. How am I contradicting myself? No, no, Ricardo. Ricardo said that uh, what's his name, Chino Huerta, that he was never given a true opportunity at Chivas, oh. that he was being played outside of precision. No, that's not what I said. That they, that's what they gave Vega. They gave Vega. Yeah. The work, that know, drunk ball. orgy, and he they had an under, uh, underage chance. kid with them too. But they, they, well, that they makes never a gave Chino. You, you root for a predator. Okay, they never gave Chino a chance to compete with them. That's what he said, right? So how come now when Pocho's not being given a chance and someone else is being given a chance to compete, 
What the hell are you talking about, man? How yeah, you, you lost you lost it there. Look, there's a big difference is that that uh, Chino was just uh, like a regular player at this point. Guzman came in at a high price a and top wages. No, I'm not saying yeah. Chino. I'm saying Vega and Potro, the same situation. If How come? How so? One guy won, won everything with Pachuca and the other guys are drunk and he has orgies with underage kids with them. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's the same situation that you have to be willing to bench players even though they have a high salary. Because you have a high salary. Well, trying to go. Well, but I mean, Vega just, just cut the high salary. If you bring in. Well, yeah, but you can be Chivas and then have But that's what the team is about. You play who's playing better, you play who's in form. So, so why, know, why was that kid sat then? If he, if, why was that kid sat then? If he was, if he, if uh, if he was so much in form, why did they bring Vega back? Completely repeated. I repeat it for the hundredth time, and you can like listen to. Yeah, the oh, explain. Oh, gentlemen, I gotta get going. Chico, see you next week. All right, Joel. Thanks for joining us. His decisions are right, not right. consistent at all. That is my biggest criticism about him. So, so you, you want a guy as a coach because he gets pickle juice and he's not consistent. Okay. I didn't say I want him as coach. I say that he hasn't done. You said he, he hasn't done. You said you he, he earned himself a six month extension, that right? That's what Thanos you said. Thanos hit the bed. Thanos you said that, right? You Thanos said he earned himself a six month extension on the field. On the field. On he the field. And then By I said losing. off the field. Off the field. He didn't earn himself an extension. And I also said he also won one game against the top 10 teams in the standings. So for that reason, he also has to go because he can't beat winning teams. I literally said he had to go. And then Jaime said, you're being too harsh on him. Let's let him stay. So I don't know where you're getting this idea that I'm Pauno's biggest fan. Oh, you're defending him, I mean. I recognize that he did better than expected. But considering the fact that his decision-making as far as man management uh, on field with how players he started, like the young kid, he gave the young kid a chance and he finishes the season with Cone Brizuela, like he needs to go for that reason. So we're talking, we're preaching the same thing. We're arguing about the same thing when we both have the same answer. That's why I said you should try to tune in a little earlier. Nah, you, 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 you're trying to ignore the, the point where you completely punched out the coach and everyone's covering that. But it doesn't matter. I would, if I would like to, I, I would like to believe it. It makes sense. But what I guess just like if that was the case, all right, Bocho punched him. That's why he had that cut on his eyebrow. And it's just, it's just never dealt with, you know, like. I'll believe it if like Bocho ends up leaving like this season, like in December. Like I'll believe, it. like oh yeah, maybe there was like something that happened to that extreme. But I think the real thing that probably happened is there was an altercation, maybe not physical, but there was maybe some yelling or whatever. And then just Bocho kind of just lost lost it with the coach. Like they just there's just bad blood there, and he's been sent to the bench. It also doesn't help that, I mean, let's be honest, like the midfield that Chivas has had is in better form. Like Nen has been doing great. I hate to say it, even also has been doing great. Um, and Guti finally got his bearings, you know, like 
he he uh, it took a while for him to adjust to the team, but all three have been superior to then to what Bocho can offer the team. I think that's just what happened. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far with Guti, man. I mean, <clears throat> on and off. I I mean I I guess, but he had some. Bad, don't get me wrong. Like his his couple of first games, especially like he just he just looked bad out there. But um, I think this series against Pumas, he was. Those are probably his best games, at least the first leg. But yeah, a good coach, well. a good coach, um, also would, has to leave. Would he's deal with that English. ego, man. A good coach would deal with egos. I don't. If he's good, yeah, I don't even think it's that. I think it's honestly like just his his um, like maybe his training's not that good. Maybe he's just not doing well right now. Wait, who? Bocho. Oh yeah, but no, I still think Ricardo's right. Uh, Pablo doesn't have good man management in his shows because the locker room is all over the place. Yeah. You have too much drama, too many fires going on at once. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, it's a Maori's team and whatnot. But at the end of the day, that's why you're paying the professionals. The reason you brought in Hierro and the reason you brought in Pablo is because it looks he's not trying to be like his dad. He's not trying to give an interview after every game, give his opinion, fire coaches left and right. It looks like he's trying to do something and let the professionals handle it. And it looks like uh, they're not doing the best job at it, at least on Pauno. And if you look at Hierro, he kind of also, like, threw Pauno under the bus when he came out and did that press conference, and they asked him about the lineups and the inconsistencies. He himself said it, you know, my job is to give the coach the best resources possible, mm-hmm. and it's up to him how he handles it. So he pretty much said Hey, don't give me this blame that, you know, the team's not being consistent. Talk to Pownal. Yeah. So I think that for those reasons, I mean, he's not going to go. And he, he hasn't done terrible enough to deserve to be fired. But I don't think there's anything that's going to come out of this as far as like a championship. I think this is just one of those relationships where you see the red flag and you should end it, but you kind of, you're hoping it's going to turn around and fix itself, but it's not. This, this needs to uh, be done with. Yeah. I, I'd like to segue since Ravioli brought it up. The Iron Man. You go on, you go and watch any program or, or you go online. This guy if you even come close to touching him, you're, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. He played at Real Madrid. He's doing great. This guy's uh, free of criticism. I was I was watching Picante the other day, and Chelis was uh was bringing up the points that you know what you needed before the season started, but this guy brought you this and that, and it and one of the main guys I'm very disappointed in him was Hugo Sanchez was just meat riding Yerro, riding and riding. And he he had the they had Yero to G- he's they're both Real Madrid players. He's his boy, yeah. But he had the yellow G string on and everything, and he was he was he defend he even went <clears throat> he they were even throwing like personal shit at each other. If you if if we're being honest, he this guy hasn't done his job, and no and no one's calling him out for anything. I agree with him not being able to bring the refuerzos that this Chivas require. His refuerzos were inadequate, right? With Wale and with Daniel Rios, these guys are not ever worthy of wearing or suiting up for Chivas. Uh, it's just the truth. 
Even Ricardo Marin, who, you know, he he has panned out this season, but this guy was playing in the second division for get it for for um Celaya. Like that's he 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 shouldn't go from Celaya to Chivas. Like that guy needs to go to another team, but like Chivas require the best of the best. And that's another problem that's not yet, you know, out of Yero's control is like, who can he bring in? Like, realistically, like if we're looking at striker, that's a that's a that's a crisis for the entire national team, not just Chivas. Who can you realistically bring in? You know, like who? Maybe Chicharito would be the only realistic option, but you're not going to bring in like a Raul Jimenez or a Henry Martin. Yeah, but for that reason, that's why I think that the Henry, not Henry, uh, the the Marine move was not a bad move because the other option was going like someone like Eduardo Aguirre from Santos and Payne. I think they wanted like nine million for him. Aguirre has never been that guy. No, the most you're gonna, the most he would have scored at Chivas, if anything, would have been five, six, seven goals. So why not go with the uh, Scorer from Ascenso, who you could probably get for a million or Cheaper, less, yeah, and probably get similar results than the guy that they're trying to sell you for. Nine. No, I understand. Like, I understand well, why he did what he did, and you know, uh, you know, fortunately, so, yeah, it, it panned out. But that's still not. But it, it's not him, though. That's the owner. He's doing the best of his ability. The owner gave you that job, man. Yeah, but the owner needs to give you the checkbook. You are you sure? I he I would like sure to ha- see. What is that? You sure he hasn't gotten the checkbook? Can you guarantee that? I mean, it's pretty obvious you that the... think if he had the checkbook, he'd be going after money. Well, you said yourself, he's not. There's not much to go after, so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that I maybe the budget was just not there for the season, for whatever reason. Because, I mean, the way we're doing deals, it's like it kind of looks like we're trading players. We're not really lose, like buying players like straight cash. So there, I don't know. I just feel like there's some restrictions there on Amaury's end. Maybe financially they're not doing well. Um, I, what about that, Jaime? Huh? Real quick. You say that, but before the season started, everyone that watches soccer, I, I don't need to go to the freaking, uh, to the fucking Barcelona Academy and watch a hundred, uh, hundred games with youth kids to know how a team what a team needs. Mm-hmm. Everyone before the season started knew this team needed a striker. Yep. And what do they do? They go after a midfielder. And what was reported what was reported was four to five million. Oh, for Guti? Yeah. So you're telling me they couldn't add a couple more? Looked under the so under the Gucci sofa somewhere and and buy a, a decent striker? I don't know. But give a name. That's I know it's there's just nothing. Give a name. What striker will you bring? There really the wasn't board. anything out there. Well, if you want, if you everyone has a price, man. Everyone has a price. Okay, but give a name. What striker will you brought? There's not well, many options. Well, since uh, Chivas' uh, ingenious game plan is to throw a hundred crosses in the box with no one in the box, maybe get someone tall. A big striker like Brandon Vasquez. Yeah. That was the oh, move. Oh, man. That was the exact oh, no. move. That was the move that, I mean, instead of us getting Daniel Rios, that was the that was what we should have went after. But that was under Pelaz. That wasn't um, Yero's fault. That was Pelaz using transfer market and 
just doing a fucking abysmal offer there. But um, it ended up like I, when I, I tweeted about it when it happened, like we faced them in in the league's cup and he scored. You know that that hurts. And then another thing, I mean, even if they did try to go for Brandon Vasquez right now, he looks pretty content where he's at. I mean, he's one of the main guys in his MLS team. They almost made it to the final. I think they just lost the semis. Yeah, but I mean, so, I mean it's Chivas, dude. I don't know. I mean, he looks more uh, American than Mexican as far as like. It's still his... Chivas at the end of the day, dude. That's like. I don't know, man. If I, they I, offered I, the money, he'd go. Yeah, he would have went. In fact, like know, there was like w- during those like quote unquote negotiations, he he like posted a story like he was just like, I can't believe I was like that close. Like he knew like, damn, that was like my chance right there to go to a big club like Chivas. So like, he, you know, that's that's just the nature of the business, though. But he's I, a perfect fit. I would it, I, I would like the guy from Puebla. Honestly, why not? He scored. You two guys goals. had him already. Tight, man. When? Like in uh, earlier in his career, you guys had him for like four games for like a season and you just shipped him off somewhere. I think he's a Pachuca product. Let me see. Guillermo Martinez? Mm-hmm. I remember he played in Celaya in the uh, Ascenso too. Except the difference between him and Marin, he fits more what Chivas is trying to do. 20, Marine, Marine looks out of place. 2017 for a loan for three games. Yeah. I do that guy, that guy does not ring a bell at all, dude. So, sounds like Chivas need some new uh talent of people or what was what are those people called? Talent uh not scouts but like uh or capable people, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Rios was also part of Chivas at one point before he came. So, just one of those things. You know, how funny would it be for for Chino to return to Chivas? I don't think it will happen, but how funny. It's not happening. I'm just saying, like, how funny would, would have that been? Do you mean that, that would not be funny at all? That would, I don't know. I think that relationship is done forever. I found an article that says Promesas Juveniles and Guillermo Martinez is uno de ellos. Also, Zendejas is in that photo. And uh, Alan, uh, Alan, the guy from that went to Santos. Is it Alan Cisneros? Cervantes? Cervantes, yeah. All three of those guys played for you for your for Chivas. Yeah, we traded him for somebody else for was it Gallito? We traded him for um was it Molina? No. I forgot who we traded. Um I wanted to talk really quickly about the um venues for the Copa America next year. So we have confirmed um, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, Bank of America Stadium in North Carolina, um, Kansas City, Kansas, and let's see, Florida, uh, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, 
Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. That will actually be, if I'm not mistaken, the um, the final as well in Miami. Uh, Levi Stadium out here in Santa Clara, Atlanta, Georgia. The Mercedes-Benz. MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Energy Stadium in Houston. And the big shocker for me, Q2 Stadium in Austin, Texas. That one only has about 20,000 fans capacity. Uh, SoFi Stadium in California. Inglewood and then uh, Glendale, Arizona. So those are the the venues for Copa America. As far as Messi, if you guys are on the Messi hunt, he will be playing in Atlanta, New Jersey, and Miami. Is, is that bum playing in MLS right now? Messi? Yeah. I don't even think they made the playoffs, right? I'm not. No, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, those those bums, man. He he wins the Ballon d'Oro, so then Miami organizes a game with uh, New York, like to like honor his Ballon d'Oro. They even get kits, like you know, attesting to it, and then they go ahead and lose. And he started him, Sergio Busquets, all all of them started. So I'm like, they're just they're a joke of a club. But if you want to talk about clubs that are gonna build up. Uh, they're pretty. It's I think it's confirmed they're getting Luis Suarez. Who? Uh, Inter Miami. Really? So, He's not going to like LAFC or anything. No, so it's gonna be Messi, Suarez, Busquets, Jordi Alba, and then plus whatever else they can put together from local talent. Uh, that I, honestly, I don't know why a league would approve that because you're basically like gifting them the title. You know, at least with Liga Mekis, you have some competition. You don't know if it's going to be Monterrey, if it's going to be Tigres, if it's America, if there's going to be a sleeper team. But, guy, why are you letting them do all that? Hey, you know? I, I have a question regarding that because I, I don't watch that cesspool league, but kind of seems like the – because uh, it seems like all the big stars or – not stars, but, I mean, any big name or has-beens that do go to that league they're going to big cities. They're not going to freaking Tennessee or Carolina, Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is for lovers. No, 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 it's not. I don't, I don't know if uh, Oregon does. Oregon have a team like no one. Like Timbers, are, yeah, they do. Like these guys aren't gonna go there. They're gonna go to either Miami, New York. I don't even know. Have, LA. Do they go to New York? Uh, all you hear about in the news is that they go into either Miami now. Or L.A. And I don't know how... Well, I think at one point, you know, New York was a market. Marquez and Henri and um, uh, Jesus. What's his name? The guy looks like Jesus. Scored a golazo against Mexico. Pilo. Oh, yeah. Pilo. He played with New York City, I think. No, with that, man, that's just uh, how American sports are ran, you know. All the owners. It's a franchise. Uh, it's not like um, one thing you won't see in MLS either is player clubs buy players from each other. It's like very rare. Like even they might trade, but you know, like let's say LA has like the leading scorer, you're not gonna see like Miami or New York go ahead and buy them. So that's so that's weird about it too. There's and then the reason I think you they go to the big cities is because you that's what you're selling the players on. You're not selling them on the soccer. Like, you know, as this, 
far as with like let's say NFL, you can sell someone like the Jaguars and say that you're gonna build the Jaguars or the Chiefs into a Super Bowl contender with the talent that's around there. You're actually selling the team there. But with MLS, you're not gonna sell the soccer, so sell the city. And that's what they want. The owners, they don't care what that's another thing I don't like about the league. The owners are cool with like, you know, splitting Messi's costs or things like that. Because all they are thinking about is how it benefits the league. They're not thinking about how it benefits their team. And that's where Liga MX is superior. You have coach ownership groups competing with each other. You know, they, they want to have, you know, you're never going to see America, Monterrey, and Tigres pay, pitch in so Chivas can bring in refuerzos. Like, it's not going to happen. So, oh, you, no. you'd, you'd like that, though. Fuck no, I wouldn't like that. Who wants that? Yeah, you would. It's like no, um, in, in, in the MLB, one of the things that our, our my team did, the A's, they were the lowest payroll. They were so broke that they had revenue sharing. Like, other teams gave them money. Fucking embarrassing, dude. That only <laughs> happens in American sports, though. That'll never yeah. happen in Mexico. Imagine getting, like, a fucking unemployment check. Like, just like, what, dude? Like... Get fucked. There'd be like 50 teams, man, if that was around. <clears throat> hey, man, that's the beauty of America, bro. You run a big business, you just get a bailout. I will say the only thing I, I guess, envy the MLS is the fact that, number one, they just have one package and you can see every single game. I think if Mexico could do that, that'd be incredible. Like a Liga Mekis package, you watch every single game. Don't have to worry about having Telemundo, Peacock, Vix Plus, do then it like it's just one place where everyone can watch the games, no blackouts. You know, I think that's that's what I would like to see. Um as far as like Messi and all that stuff, like look, dude, it's in their best interest to see that Messi succeed in in the Inter Miami. Like we saw what Leagues Cup did, right? It it put butts in the seats and people spending their entire life savings for just to see him for forty five minutes. So it's in you know it's in it's in America's best interest that Messi gets the best team ever and and that they have a successful like them him missing out on the playoffs cost them a lot of money. So it's in Apple's best interest, it's in Adidas's best interest uh for Messi to grow the sport here. And Copa America, I mean it's quite evident that they want Messi to go to the final, they want it to be in Miami, they want him to be comfortable, right? Like he doesn't even have to leave his backyard he can he can just be at home with his family so must be nice they yeah. really in my opinion they really dropped the ball if they really wanted to make this like a, a real big thing they they should have gone after CR7 too and put him on the opposite end of the of the of the country and put and put Messi in Miami he can't come to the United States bro that's not true. He's the got a. Oh, you're, I forgot God. about that. I forgot about the that. The judge <laughs> dropped the charges. My God. I mean, he doesn't really like coming to the States, dog. Uh, I forgot. Uh, you're I mean, right. Didn't he? He settled, right? There's no charges. The judge dropped. No them. charges, but they are settled outside of the courthouse. Hey, I'll oh. take it. That's a win. That's what you pay the lawyers for. You're paying big bucks. So your name is not on the guilty list. Uh, another predator, then. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm Team Predator. Those are my favorite Adidas, the Donald one. 
Yeah. I don't know how I feel about these venues. Like, I feel like Chicago got robbed. You know, I think they, that's a great market for, for soccer. Um, but I think robbed that. They, or did not bid because they didn't bid for the World Cup. I just think it's a missed opportunity, you know. Fourth well, no, biggest I'm, city I'm in the world, saying, like, in the U.S., you're right. No, I'm just saying they didn't bid for the World Cup. Like, their government did not want to bid. Then I want to be a host city. FIFA wanted them to host the World Cup because it is a big city, and Chicago said no. So that's why Kansas got it. So I'm thinking if it's the same thing here where Chicago strange. Said no. Yeah. Did, did you say it was happening, in, and they're going to New York too? New Jersey. New, oh, New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. That that Vegas stadium, though, man. I've been I've been near it. I haven't gone in it. That thing's beautiful. It's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> You know what's a sleeper city? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I noticed that during the summer tour with all the European teams, a lot of them went to there. Uh, what is that stadium called? Uh, Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then also, they I think they have like the second best attendance rate in MLS. So Really? Is, it, is, that, the team, is that the team with the crown? Yeah, it's the team with the crown. I remember watching the League's Cup, and they played Cruz Azul. And those stinky chemos, they <laughs> sold that place out. I'm not buying that city as a big soccer city, man. No, I said it, it's a sleeper it, city. I mean, they're getting games. They're getting international games from national teams, clubs level. Their fans turn out for their club. I think it's a sleeper city. I'm going to say it's a big city. It's a sleeper. I mean, if if the chemos are are outnumbering you, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Uh, that's anywhere. Mexicans are everywhere. Yeah. Um. Don't really know too much about the Carolinas, but I know that they host like the biggest like seven on seven tournament in the world. I could be wrong, but I was catching it last year. It was pretty entertaining. Um. So I think I think they have like a a following in soccer. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that uh, there's actually no one in the north, like, getting any games. You know, like, you have, like, the northeast, like, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. As far as, like, actual, like, northern states, you know, like, Seattle, like, Washington. Yeah. And then Seattle, you know, uh, all those northern states up there. None of I'm, them. I'm actually surprised levi's got got a game because you know obviously what happened not too long ago when the fan got stabbed in the chest and he was bleeding out like after that dude they should be on the naughty list but um i'm not really sure where mexico will play i know for sure they'll have a game in uh, in california and probably texas i saw the list earlier today it said arizona california and texas yeah, I think it was Texas. I think it was Glendale, Inglewood, and um, Houston. Yeah. Hey, regarding that, I-, I wanted to share with you guys, because uh, I remember, uh, what was it, last summer when uh, I think Jaime was talking about the Manchester United playing Real Madrid here in Houston. And I, I couldn't hear any, like, I didn't see any promotion for it anywhere unless you went, like, if, unless you really went out there and looked for it, looked for it, right? But then you see the pictures and the place is sold out. And that, that really caught me off guard. But then when you, anytime Mexico comes to town, 
you hear about it everywhere, man. Of course. The radios, the commercials, like, like social media everywhere. Like that Zoom promotion is the real deal, man. Well, I mean, they have partnerships and, you know, endorsements, right? So when Mexico comes to town, you're seeing it because you are the target demographic. You're you're going into the store and you're seeing all these things. I've seen you turn on the radio, like they know what they're doing, dude. In Chicago, the Mexican neighborhood, the most popular one is known as Little Village. And I remember uh, Mexico was having a game, so I went up there. And uh Jare Borghetti, he was on posters that he was gonna be like dropping by. And he actually did, man. He like dropped by to these like random Mexican restaurants and that that neighborhoods in the hood is like where all like the Latin Kings and all them like run that area and it was just wild to me I was like damn these guys yeah. are collecting checks like for Mexican restaurants like how much yeah. money do these restaurants have and how much money do these players actually need like how how much is the restaurant I, paying them I remember going to like the Mexican markets we we used to be we Pueblo now, but they changed ownership to Cardenas. And like, you would see the, the posters of like Chicharito, Carlos Vela and like the Bud Light and all that. Right. And then you would see like, they, they'd be selling the posters. Like they, they sell them, dude. Like they just, they know what they're doing, dog. They know what they're doing. I'm curious yeah. if you guys have any plans to attend uh, any Copa America games since they are going to be in your guys' neighborhood. It depends on the rival, honestly. I mean, on the teams. Obviously, I'm not going to do uh, any of the Mexico games because I'm a Midwest guy. Something about living in the Midwest that makes you drive. So, you know, to me, if it's 12 hours or less away, I'll drive. But none of those cities are 12 hours or less. And so I guess it depends whatever Kansas gets. You know, maybe get a little Brazil action or something like that. I might go out to that. Yeah, it'll be fun to see what what the schedule looks like. I will say that uh, one of the best soccer games I have seen was uh, Chile, Colombia, Copa America. I bought the tickets in advance because, uh, you know, wanted to get them cheap because it was for semifinals. And then Chile <laughs> went ahead and uh, beat Mexico 7-0. But I was like, you know what? I already bought the tickets. I'm going to go regardless. I went. And, dude, that was some high-level soccer. I, I kind of realized how Chile did beat Mexico 7-0. That Alexis Sanchez, man, as far as like, watching players live, he's easily in my top five. Easily. That's, that was when he was in his peak. So even if there isn't, like, like you know, your national team playing, if there are top teams playing and it's an elimination round and it's in your backyard, I highly recommend going to it as well. Yeah, I think the only thing that has been confirmed is that the final will take place at the Hard Rock in Miami. And the third place match will be, uh, I think, in Charlotte. I could be wrong. I know they do it for the money, but can tournaments please get rid of the third place match? Yeah, the third place match will be held on July 13th at the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Like, see, to me, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I can understand, like, third place matches, like a double header. 
But, like, who wants to go watch the third place Copa America match? Just in general. Like, I just don't get it. I think um, I like the third place match. I mean, Mexico's won third place before. I, I guess. I mean, I just don't get it. I think. Runner up twice, third place once. I mean, you know. I, I, think, there, I think there should be, like, an overall standing, like, table. And whoever has a third place in standing just gets it, and that's that. Like, I don't think there should be a third place match. I think with the amount of games that players are playing, especially now, it's insane. I think, like, top five leagues, ACL injuries are, like, over 120 this season, and we're barely in November. Uh, that's another topic. I think players, uh, I think they need to go on strike. Yeah. I know they're mil- I know they're millionaires. I know. A lot of them are making, you know, 250K a week. So, you know, they tear their ACL. I don't really feel bad for them. It's not like a guy who's making, you know, 30000 a year trying to break out into the game. But at the same time, man, they're, they're just playing way too many games. Like, it's actually ruining the quality of the game. Yeah, didn't, like, Barca sue the Spanish national team for Pedri? Like, they were not happy with the amount of games he... I think he was like the player with the most games in one year. It was insane. But um those guys are so broke they're trying to get money from anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are broke. They got they got a, a, a friendly schedule with America to try to live off uh, make some money off America cuz they're so broke over here. Oh, I heard they don't even want to come. No, yeah, they're broke, broke, man. That that is embarrassing. Uh they want to do that game so they can get some money. Because uh, they bought this kid from Brazil, but they need the money to make his uh, signing be able to work. So that's the reason they're doing the friendly against America. That's the crazy. Players are, the players are pissed off because, you know, it's December 21st. It's like, like the holidays, and you're flying us out to mm-hmm. the U.S. to play this, like, Mexican team. <laughs> like, this small-ass, so bum-ass Mexican team that no one's ever heard of? Yeah, that dude, No like, one ever? <laughs> no one, man. It's just... <laughs> like from a Barca perspective, that is just embarrassing, man. Well, that's the consequences of those idiots trying to keep up with teams that actually generate money, and that's what's wrong. What they're doing over there, they're gonna is trickle down to the rest of the the football world because those guys overspending costs every, is making every other transfer cost more, man. Yeah. Yeah, I it's it's making me. It's all all make, like everything's expensive nowadays because of that. That Neymar trade is what ruined everything. Neymar going to PSG like for two hundred something. Yeah, it was crazy. That's what ruined it because every signing after that, anyone who was originally like a forty to sixty million player, all of a sudden became a hundred. Because if Neymar left for two twenty, why can't I get a hundred for my guy? Yeah. That's the that that signing is what ruined football. I mean, it was gonna like it was gonna happen eventually. Trades, though. You want to talk about veto trades? That's the one they should have vetoed. But uh, no, Barcelona stupid broke, and then the what ruined them was Messi. Actually, they gave Messi a stupid contract. I think they gave him the same amount of money that Patrick Mahomes gets paid. But like in half the time. So you know, the NFL gives its, one of its top players a mega contract for ten years. Now imagine a soccer club who doesn't generate the same amount of money as the NFL, giving that player all that money in four years. 
that's what undid them. Another reason I hate Messi. No, I love him. I hate Barcelona. Ruined them. I hope, I hope they burn to the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, we're at the two-hour mark. Actually, over the two-hour mark. So definitely want to wrap up tonight's show. Um, you guys have any closing thoughts? Is there going to be a, ne- a, ne- a next show? Are you guys going to take a vacation? Why would we take a vacation? Chivas is uh, staying home, man. Hey man, I'm loyal to the to the soil. I'm loyal to the game, um, All right. and I expect to have some entertaining football on Wednesday and Thursday. What else am I gonna do, bro? This is this is what I live for. All right, all right. You guys have been good sports. I mean, other other people wouldn't deal with what I do. I get it all the time down here in Houston. There's, there, there's a uh, Hermanos, and believe it or not, a lot of, a lot of Pumas fans. My best friend's a Pumas fan, and that fucker never lives down the Bicampeonato. <laughs> and uh, but one thing I wanted to mention before I, no, two things. You guys need to put those candles up and pray America doesn't win. <laughs> or it's gonna be futile, man. The 18 is coming home, and there's nothing you can do about it. But one thing I wanted to mention with Ravioli, he was talking about ACLs. Going back to Chivas, they're getting it tonight. All right. With what that what that Kami Serb did, he was a real piece of shit for putting out JJ Macias out there like that. He that guy could have got re-injured, and his career could have been over. All for what? He used him as a in, like an intimidation tactic. Oh, we have JJ Macias. Like, be careful. Like, like why would you do that? That you get, you really got to question the guy. The guy as a coach when he does dumb shit like that. It was a big risk. Yeah, it's a big risk. But the rumor, you know, since you love quoting uh, reporters from Twitter with five hundred followers, uh, the rumor from those <laughs> 600. reporters was that he's been ready like he's been ready actually for a month now but they actually like delayed him on purpose to like be extra safe and even uh his story like he uploaded an instagram story uh i don't know if you guys ever saw, if you guys were big drag ball c fans like every other mexican but that scene where goku finally recovers and like he steps out of the chamber all like ready and he's like i'm good to go like he uploaded that scene so when he felt good, he felt good at play as well. When did he do that? He did that. When did they? When was the game? Yesterday, he did that. Saturday. Oh, because I remember the when he uploaded that photo where he was in the like chamber, right? Like I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know Dragon Ball Z, so I don't, I don't understand the reference. But damn, you're not real Mexican. You're a pocho. I knew it. But yeah, no, he uploaded the scene. Uh, yeah, two days ago to a story like oh. Goku walking out and everything, and it said like I'm back. So <laughs> even he felt confident. But yeah, that's the rumor that they held them like to be safe, like for an extra month. But I still think it was stupid because you could tell by the personality on the field, the players were showing well the lack of personality that that game was over. Yep. there was no need to bring him on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Weren't they down like three zero when they brought him in? Yep. Yeah. Like, what was the point? Like, I think the point was that um, 
you know, we needed to put toda la carne en el asador, and that was like a desperate a cry for desperation, you know? And I also don't know why the team had no personality because even, okay, 2 0, five minutes within five minutes. Yeah. But on the aggregate, you're still down 2 1. I know. You get one more goal, 2 2, you go into the second half, and then that's it. I'm so, telling you, man, the team just straight up like choked hard. No, yeah, no personality. But uh, my closing thought is I think it's going to be Tigres America, and America takes it this year. It's going to be a year that. It's not going to be cool watching Chivas lose on May 28th and then on December 17th, America lose the title. It's going to be a uneventful year. For sure. I'm going to stick with my prediction. I think Tigres will the win the bicampeonato. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how America does against San Luis, but let's be honest, they're, they're most likely going to win. They've had the easiest route to the final, and they deserve it because you know, they they finished the season in first place, but I still think they're going to choke in the final against Tigres. Uh, Want to give a special shout-out to one of our listeners, Connor, who sent me a photo today. Um, you know, everyone's getting their uh, Spotify wrapped, and he sent a photo of uh, that he's listened to us for over 4,000 minutes this year and that he's in the top 4% as a fan. So thank you, Connor, for your incredible support and dedication to the podcast. Um, and we have many more Connors out there. Uh, we see the numbers every week. We we appreciate the support that you guys have for us on on, on Spotify, on on Apple. I mean, whatever podcast app you guys use. Um, and we do have a website, cantinamx.com. If you guys want to buy some merch for the Christmas. Uh, holidays, you don't know what to get someone, get them a beanie, get them a hat, get them uh, a cantina shirt or whatever. Um, but we appreciate y'all and we'll try to podcast um, before the the final. Obviously, uh, we got the semifinals on, on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so stay tuned on our Twitter channel for updates. But hope everyone has a great week and we'll catch you guys in the next one.